0: Uh,
1: good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Civic Design Review
0: Committee. This is August 21st, 2023, and we are beginning our meeting. It's uh, what time? 2.03. Uh, could we have roll, please?
2: Uh, yes. Commissioner Stryker? Present. Commissioner Brenzel? Not present. Uh, Commissioner Carney? Present. Commissioner Collins? Not present. Uh, Commissioner Schneer Here. Uh, commissioner here, uh, commissioner Rothschild, not present. Um, and we also, we have quorum and we also have. Uh, chief of staff, Alyssa ventry and director of cultural affairs, Ralph Remington present.
0: All right, thank you. Welcome to the civic design review committee hybrid meeting. The meetings will be conducted as a hybrid meeting to allow public comments and the public access to the civic design review committee meetings, either remotely or in person in room. 125 at the war memorial veterans building located at 401 Van Ness Avenue in San Francisco. Uh, for some public meeting instructions, this meeting is being held in person and by teleconference. Today, the arts commission meetings being streamed using WebEx platform and will allow for remote viewing and public comment. While this technology allows individuals to join the meeting remotely, it may not be as seamless as we would prefer. There will be gaps and delays as staff transitions to technology between speakers. Please know we're doing our best and we ask for your patience. I want to remind us of the policies and procedures for public meetings. At this meeting, we're bound to follow the structure of our agenda and adhere to the best practices set out in the good government guide at every public meeting. There's a place for general public comment where members of the public may comment on any item pertaining to this body. In this case, please keep your general public comments to the items under the purview of the San Francisco arts commission for every item on the agenda. There's also a space for public comment pertaining to that item. RESPECTFULLY WE ASK THAT YOU KEEP YOUR PUBLIC COMMENT ON TOPIC AND EACH PUBLIC COMMENT IS LIMITED TO THREE MINUTES PUBLIC COMMENT WILL BE TAKEN BOTH IN PERSON AND REMOTELY VIA WEBEX FOR EACH ITEM THE COMMISSION WILL TAKE PUBLIC COMMENT FIRST FROM PEOPLE ATTENDING THE MEETING IN PERSON AND THEN FROM PEOPLE ATTENDING THE MEETING REMOTELY HOWEVER THERE'S BEEN SOME SLIGHT SYSTEM UPDATES TO PROVIDE PUBLIC COMMENTS However, please listen closely to our updated public comment instructions that will be provided by Program Associate Paris Coates shortly. Last, a few virtual meeting housekeeping items. For the public and staff joining remotely, please mute your microphones to minimize background noise. When you speak, you'll have to unmute yourselves. Please speak directly into the microphone and introduce yourself when you speak so that others on the phone know who is talking. And I'd like to acknowledge um, Commissioner Rothschild just entered the room to attend the meeting. So I will now ask our program associate Parrots Coates, for public comment instructions.
2: Uh, for members of the public joining in person who wish to comment on agenda items, once you're called on, then you'll be asked to voice your comment at the podium. We will provide you with a blank public comment card. You're recommended but not required to fill out this card, which will be included in the minutes. You may also make a public comment through the WebEx platform when you click the WebEx link, you will then be prompted to enter the following information first and last name and email. These fields are acquired. However, if you wish to remain anonymous, you may type public in the first and last name fields and public at public.com in the email field. Please ensure that you're in a quiet location and that all devices around you are muted. So there's no echo when you speak at the appropriate time. The chair will request public comment. FOR MEMBERS OF THE PUBLIC USING THE WEBEX LINK, PLEASE CLICK THE HAND ICON TO RAISE YOUR HAND. THIS WILL PLACE YOU IN THE PUBLIC COMMENT queue. WHEN IT IS YOUR TIME TO SPEAK, YOU'LL BE UNMUTED BY THE MODERATOR. AND WHEN YOUR TIME IS UP, YOU'LL BE MUTED. FOR MEMBERS OF THE PUBLIC CALLING BY PHONE THAT WISH TO MAKE A PUBLIC COMMENT, uh, WHEN THE PUBLIC COMMENT PERIOD OPENS, PRESS STAR 3 TO BE ADDED TO THE SPEAKER LINE. WHEN YOUR MICROPHONE HAS BEEN UNMUTED, YOU'LL HEAR US ASK YOU TO STATE YOUR NAME AND COMMENT You are encouraged but not required to state your name for the record. I will start your three minutes when you speak using a visual timer. You will also receive a 30-second audible warning. When your time is up, I will say, caller, your time is up. Then you will be placed on mute and moved out of the speaker line. We will uh, briefly—we will pause briefly before closing public comment to ensure no other commenters are seeking to speak on that item. Participants who wish to speak on other agenda items can remain on the line and listen for the next public comment opportunity. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to paris.coats.sfgov.org. The summary may be rejected if it exceeds the prescribed word limit or is not an accurate summary of the speaker's comment. Uh, public comment instructions will also be shared on the screen during each public comment period. Commissioner Striker, please proceed with the meeting when you're ready.
0: All right. Thank you. I'd like to start the meeting by reading our land acknowledgement statement. The San Francisco Arts Commission acknowledges that we're on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula area. As the indigenous stewards of this land, and in accordance with their traditions the Ramaytusha Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors. It's lost my thought right here, Oops, lost my place. Uh, ancestors, elders and relatives of the Ramaytush community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples as a department dedicated to promoting a diverse and equitable arts and culture environment in San Francisco. We're committed to supporting the traditional and contemporary evolution of the American Indian community. So, we'll move to item number 2, and that's general public comment. Is there any general public comment?
2: uh we'll be taking in-person public comments first so for those joining in person please proceed to the public comment podium now for those joining remotely please raise your hand if you are listening via Webex if you're calling by phone press star 3 to be placed in the public comment queue um instructions are currently on screen we are currently on item two as a reminder your time will start when you begin speaking you will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Uh, then you'll be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you'd like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it's 150 words or less to paris.co to sfgov.org. Uh, so first we're seeking in-person commenters Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? Not seeing anyone. Um, I will go to virtual now. Um, is there anyone that would like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? I see one hand raised. Sorry, I just lowered your hand by accident. Um, give me one second. I see you. I'm going to unmute you. Um. Okay. Paula, uh, welcome to the meeting. We're on item two. You'll have three minutes. I'll start your time once you begin speaking, and you'll be muted once your time is up.
3: Hello, my name is Paula Katz, K-A-T-Z. I don't know if this is the time for me to talk about the Ocean Beach Project that's on the agenda, or if we talk about that after it's presented. But um, I wanted to say, in case now's the appropriate time, I wanted to say that... I really think it's wonderful that you're doing this and it has, it's going to have so many benefits. My only concern when I looked at all the materials online was I saw beach access. At 1 spot, the area where there's a bathroom and a plaza, and it's all cats. Yes, Ms. Katz, I'm sorry to interrupt you. This is Kim Stryker speaking.
0: Um, it would probably be most appropriate to speak during that particular item when it comes up. Okay, I'll do
3: that. I just be able to call back. Yes, I just didn't notice that there was a public comment section. Sure. Yes, of course. Of course. Okay, it would be
0: best if you talk then when everyone has been discussing it and has the chance to look at the drawings. I agree. Okay, I'll I'll raise my hand
3: again. Thank you. All
0: right. Thanks very much.
2: Um, thank you caller. Um, are there any other general public comments? Um, not seeing any other hands raised, um, public comment for this item is now closed.
0: Okay, thank you. So let's move to item number 3, which is the ocean beach climate change adaptation project phase 3. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from Ms. Katz shortly
2: uh, team, you can come up. Um, you'll have 10 minutes to present. Um, and I'll give you a 3 minute warning when your time is. Near
4: yeah. good afternoon commissioners. Uh, my name is Monica Scott. I'm with the San
5: Francisco recreation and parks department. Uh, the ocean beach climate change adaptation project is a. Multi agency project with Reckon Park and the PUC. Um, but given the public access components of this project are under Reckon Park's uh, jurisdiction and future management, I'll be uh, introducing this project today. I'm joined with uh, James Munden from Munden Fry Landscape Architecture, as well as Paul DeFreitas from Public Works Architecture. Just a quick recap of our past reviews. We had Our phase 1 review October 15th, 21, followed by 2 informal reviews. Our phase 2 review took place May 16th, 2022, and we had a follow up informal review in August of last year. The main updates that um, my teammates will go into with more detail include um, some elements of the architecture for the restroom. As well as elements of the uh, landscape architecture and design with a seat wall, uh, the beach access stairs, and the paving. Um, and also, we're excited to share more details on a public art component. I'll hand it off to James now. That,
6: yeah. Thank you. Um, my name is James from London Fry Landscape Associates. And this is the um, uh, overall plan, 1 to 150. So it shows the extent of the trail system. On the left-hand side, you, you have the Slope, Slope Plaza, where the Slope Boulevard and the Great Highway meet. And, and as you work your way uh, south, you can end up at Skyline, where there's a parking facility. And we're now gonna go through some, some of these key areas just to kind of further explain those details. So this is the uh, um, Slope Plaza, which uh, has the, the restroom facility. Uh, which Paul will speak about in more detail um, soon. And and I think the overall kind of changes since our last um, presentation really kind of uh, focus on the art component, which is now integrated uh, into the plaza, and we, we'll talk a little bit more about that and some renderings that will show you that in detail, uh, as well as the um, development of the paving uh, and the color system and the layouts of that. Uh, which we further developed um, uh, with some help with um, the commissioners in an informal formal meeting. As you kind of go further south, um, wherever we have these kind of interstitial moments, these kind of important kind of nodes or lookouts, the paving material, the the, the seat, seat walls and, and the seating um, are repeated. So there's a commonality there with the with the design and, and the associated materials. And, and this, as I say, is kind of a, a midpoint uh, through the trail. Uh, and then as we kind of go further south, this is where we um, get to a point where there's another lookout. So the paving and again the, the design language is, is consistent with, with, the, with the other spaces. But most importantly, the feature here is the access down to the beach, um, where we'll show you some design development of that, of that feature. Um, and then the last kind of uh, node, or, or almost like a trailhead, um, which is connected to the Skyline parking. Um, and this is also an area where you can gain access to a commuter bike, bike lane that takes you um, all the way to Slope Boulevard. This first rendering um, shows you a view of Slope Plaza. Um, this is looking south and you see the restroom uh, in the distance there. You have the, the seat walls, which have just been developed a little bit further since we last met at phase 2 uh, There's skate deterrent stops, which are uh, these depressions within the cast in place concrete, and they are symbolically representing wave patterns. And that continues all the way through the trail system as a common feature. Um, you have the solar lighting here, which um, you can see on the left-hand side, integrated at the back of the planting, and also you see the the, the art element, which are these kind of aggregate components, which we'll explain a little bit more uh, in further slides. This this next view um, is looking again at the slope plaza, but looking looking um, looking north, um, and you see the the paving pattern and. How that has kind of like been integrated a lot more as well as complementing the the seat walls. Uh, And as I say, that's something which continues uh, throughout throughout the coastal trail. And one area that we mentioned before, which was an important design element that has evolved since phase two is the stair system itself coming down to the beach. It's a very dynamic beach, um, a lot of fluctuation um, with 20 feet of you know, potential rise of this beach. And, and so that's why it's not ADA and it's kind of accessible by, by foot. And one of the design changes that we developed um, were the railing system, making sure that there was a continue, you know, a kind of consistent design from, from the top of the trail right down to, um, right down to the beach. And, and this next rendering kind of shows you that in more detail, um, sustain steel, marine grade um, um, material with uh, aircraft cable, um, kind of guardrail infill. And that's a consistent kind of um, design language that takes you all the way down, down to the beach. And I think importantly as well, this was a, a great way of being able to not obstruct views and allow this, this feature to, to sit as lightly as it can, even though it has to, um, obviously, cope with a lot of the, uh, the sea pressures uh, and coastal environment. And then this last slide before I pass you over to Paul, um, this is a, 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 um, a sheet that just talks about the artist, um, and this is a public art installation by Mark Bao-Suzaki, um, titled Listening Stones, and we're working with the public art staff at the Arts Commission Um, And this artwork has been approved by the Visual Arts Committee, Uh, and Mark writes in his artwork, the artwork consists of 11 carved granite boulders and will create contemplated space where participants can slow down, be present in, listen to, and explore their relationship to the landscape. One where the community actively listens to their surroundings, both figuratively and literally drawing connections between their actions and the larger environment.
4: I'll pass you over to paul thank you james
7: um wanted to point through a couple of changes that have occurred since we last presented here at phase two um, one of which was we had a um initially we had a tapered um standing seam aluminum soffit that came down the exterior of the of the clts and glue lamps and consequently in the in the previous design none of this was actually exposed the the, none of the clt and glue them were exposed until you got to the interior of the building in working with various uh fabricators metal fabricators and rec and park uh, maintenance staff due to the compound curvature of that double taper that we would have to do it would become extremely difficult uh, to source replacement panels for them in the future and so we explored something that was easier for the the rec staff to maintain in which case we actually kind of found that it, it's truer to its initial form if we expose these beautiful curved glulam beams and CLT panels from the underside and we're able to actually just expose these uh, uh elements to the um, uh, at the exterior as well as at the interior the exterior would remain exactly the same with the uh with the copper colored aluminum standing seam uh, roofing going down the wall and kind of that sinuous waveform um, down to the um, to the exterior. The other minor changes that were done was initially all of the slatting was a black stained aquoia cladding. UH WE'VE NOW CHANGED THAT TO A THERMALLY MODIFIED ASH THAT'S AT THE AT THE PREFERENCE OF THE Rec and PARK DEPARTMENT WE WE'VE USED THAT ON OTHER PROJECTS AS WELL IT'S AN EXCEPTIONALLY DURABLE MATERIAL uh, AND IT WILL ACTUALLY WEATHER VERY QUICKLY IN THIS ENVIRONMENT TO um, A VERY NATURAL SILVERY HUE uh, WHICH I THINK WILL COMPLEMENT THE THE CONCRETE AS WELL AS THE COPPER COLOR OF THE ROOF AND THE OTHER MATERIALS VERY NICELY UM THERE WAS ONE OTHER MINOR REQUEST FROM UH from Rec Park, which was initially we had a slatted screen wall here at the sink area. They requested that we delete that so that we have the maximum amount of visibility uh, into that space. But uh, overall, these were very minor
2: changes. You have two minutes remaining.
7: And we're done. <laughs>
4: oh
2: great.
7: Here you can see the exterior is uh, is roughly the same, and now you're able to
4: see those glue those lamp panels. Thank you.
1: Commissioners comments. This is phase 3 with these minor changes. Yeah, hi, thank you, Jenny and here. Um, I love that
8: you incorporated feedback from, uh, Parks and Rec who has to maintain it, right? Sometimes things look really beautiful and then they're very difficult or expensive or hard to source long lead times. Um, couple of questions, um, because I know you're in construction documents now. Um, and I recall phase 2, um, we talked about lighting. So, um, and I didn't look at the CD set lighting page, but, um, uh, specifically around, I, I know we had talked about this, this building in general, mm-hmm. and then also some of the sculptures, um. Because I can see people using this at night mm-hmm. and that being a big dark wad in the middle of a big plaza and then my second question was just bikes um because I know that there's a, a big conflict between you know I I am on uh Marina Green a lot and between pedestrians and like family use versus even Golden Gate Park where the golden mile where they're blocking the streets off so the conflict between bikes and their pass through and their speed versus pedestrians and slow streets and things like that so um, I would I just wanted to get comments on that and this might not be part of this CD set in particular it might be more signage and um you you know what I'm saying but uh, I I just wanted to see if that conversation was happening
5: yeah definitely um I can speak to that and James you can as well um the the lighting did not change from phase two I believe we showed or maybe it was in the informal we showed a um Kind of a photometric study of the lighting in the plaza versus along the trail. Um, we have we're working with kind of multiple uses and the nature of this space and the dark skies initiatives so that we're trying to be very sensitive to not have excessive lighting while we'll also maintain this as a, a safe place for for a park use um that said we are not envisioning this to be like a nighttime activated space so i would say the lighting will there will be lighting in the plaza and along the trail it's pretty sparse along the trail similar to the frequency of the pole lights along golden gate park as you go through the western end more um, there is also ambient there's adjacent lighting from the streets from um, both skyline on the other side With Caltrans maintain light posts; those will still be there as well as lights at this intersection. Um, and there's also lighting on the restroom itself. Um, there are also bollard lights as you proceed down the space. So we feel like that's a great way for folks to have those kind of. Touch touch points of where they are in the space, because this is a very long area. Um, and then. To your 2nd point, I think it was regarding more usage of the trail, correct with the bikes. So, yes, bikes and pedestrians. Um, we're working with MTA coordinating with them to get their feedback on best practices for setting that up in a safe way. Um, We're envisioning striping similar to along the panhandle bike path. Um, so it's mixed use. Two directional, um, and also along the service road, which is running on um, to the east, a portion of that will be designated as a um, southbound, bike only, Um, and in the northbound lane, it would be like a Sharrow, if you're familiar with that, where the bikes would be sharing that with the service vehicles. So we're trying, we know that folks love to go fast, And some folks love to go slow (laughs) Um, and also people will be walking and engaging with the landscape and with the views. So we're, we're, um, we're doing the best
4: we can, given the constraints. Yeah.
9: Stream lighting.
7: So, as Monica, most of this plaza is illuminated via just the general ambient illumination uh, from those solar pole lights specifically at the restroom building itself it'll be very minimally lit on the exterior relying mostly on that ambient but a couple of things we wanted to point out the as the entire upper area of this building is slatted um, we have what we've done for lighting within the restroom stalls and within the main areas is principally indirect so what we're doing is we're washing up the the, this curved uh, clt roof deck and casting light onto this roof um, so that the upper slatted area of this uh, of, of the restroom uh, itself is a subtle glow. So it's kind of like a very subtly glowing lantern uh, at night, complementing that plaza, um, but in a very very minor way, so that we're well within keeping of the dark sky um, uh, compliance. And of course, once we get really actually into night, we will shut them off.
10: Um, can I ask a follow up to that? Um, in terms of the, um. With the lighting, and then also in terms of the security for the bathrooms is there. Uh, originally, I remember we had talked about it would be enclosed and locked up at night. That's that, that still remains- and you still have the gates and stuff the way you'd shown us before. Yes. So the gates okay.
7: are clad in the same thermally modified ash with the with okay. structure behind them. Um, and so it it carries the same pattern from the upper clear story cladding down.
8: Okay,
10: great. And then the other question I have about the paving with. Signage with, you know, all different kinds of people using and stuff. How is that going to impact? You know, you've done this really nice, thoughtful paving. So how is that going to impact it?
5: Well, I'll say, um, given, um. The expected usage of, um. Service vehicles along this road and, um, just constraints with the project. Um, there is a change in paving material from those kind of Plaza gathering areas to the pathways to fault. Right. And so once there. Once you leave those Plaza areas, that will be another visual cue that you are entering more of a trail, less of a gathering spot. So I, I believe this is still under study and. This hasn't been confirmed, but I believe the stenciling um, on the roadway surface will will start only at the asphalt. Um, okay. There will be yes, and there will also be signage though, um, given the proximity of the trail to the service road. we want to make sure folks are staying safe and not thinking that's a great place to walk to, because sometimes there's very large vehicles going. Um, so yes, we will be um, addressing that. In it as minimal of a way, while still maintaining safety, um, because we don't no. want to clutter it with signs.
0: Yeah.
10: I, 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 uh, Commissioner Scioto, did you have more to ask about or. Okay, all right, um, let me go forward then with the rest. Um, 1st of all, I have to tell you guys, I'm so excited about this project. This is going to be fabulous and you've all done a really wonderful job with it. And I also want to really. Uh, congratulate you on, um, getting involved early with the art component, because I think what Mark has come up with just enhances even more and the playfulness and being able to look out through the boulders to see to the, uh, uh, the interactiveness of it. Everything about it works beautifully with what this uh, space is and what you've designed. And again, I just can't say more strongly that the earlier we get the public art involved the better the pieces are going to be and the better the whole thing's going to work so so just hats off to you got on that part um and i think that was it cuz my questions were answered well done thank you
0: other comments or questions from the first
4: <laughs> all right i'm
9: Oh, commissioner Carney speaking, I'm fairly new to the commission. I've never seen this project before and I just think it's wonderful. I just can't say how much I love it. Um, I really like the amorphous shaped plazas and the shapes of the pathways and the paving materials. Um, and I especially love the artwork, the boulder artwork. Um, the pattern of the scoring reading through the material that was evidently an issue before I think that you've done a great job. I like the way that it's not consistent that it's, you know, you might have 1 space in 1, then all of a sudden you have 3 close together and you explain that was related to the waves. But I hopefully those gashes will be enough to stop the skateboarders. and that is just 1 heck of a very elegant restroom maintenance building. It's just unbelievable. So. Congratulations on that. It's spectacular. Um, it's just so, so unique um, and then more practical things to consider, which you've probably been through would be. You know, the graffiti issue that maintenance building, it's pretty easy to get up on top of. I'm not sure how easily um, the standing seam metal roof will dent, but, you know, kids will be kids. They will be on top of it and there'll be um, spray painting on top of it, et cetera. So hopefully you've. Thought of all of that stuff, how to how to keep it looking beautiful. Um, the bikes and the people that came up. I was thinking that it was too narrow to have the bikes and the people <clears throat> on those lanes. I've been through the Panhandle many times, and I usually end up riding my bike across the grass because it's just too narrow to have bikes and people, even though there's a div- dividing line in the middle. So, now I heard that you say there's going to be a shared southbound lane on the upper um, maintenance road. I think that that'll help for those who just want to park their car and race to Golden Gate Park. Um, the lighting you've already discussed, um, how many trash cans will there be? People will have picnics and just leave their stuff behind.
5: Sure. Yeah. So we're definitely planning on locating 1 in the Plaza area as well as encouraging, um, public works to install a street side. Uh, trash receptacle on on their side of the property as well as at the parking lot. Oh,
4: yeah. Oh,
9: yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. the parking lot. Um, I'm not a huge fan of sauna tubes. I must say, I guess you had to do it with the stairs because you have to go in so deep with the. Soft soils, I see an engineer back there shaking his head. So (laughs) you must be the engineer. Um. And the bottom of it, it looks like there might be a retaining wall in addition to the sauna tubes. Is that just to hit the waves?
6: That's actually um, relating to uh, the actual main uh, underground wall that's gonna be protecting Lake Merced. Um, So at some times of the year, when there's a stronger um, kind of storm, the hundred year storm, some parts of the uh, the actual um, uh, retaining structure will be exposed. But we're designed to accommodate that, um, and as I say, I think um, for the most part the, the sand dune um, restoration and actually having a laid-back kind of slope will hopefully um, mitigate a lot of that erosion when those big storm events occur. Um, so, but yes, there is a there's an element there which is, for the most part, underground.
9: Okay, and then the interior of the bathrooms. Um... What's on the walls around the toilets and sink is that tile or how do you clean the graffiti and everything off?
7: Yeah, so the the interior is all clad in a porcelain tile. Um, That's the areas here that you see behind the sink areas and and the hand drying areas, the interiors of of all of the stalls are tiled as well as the exterior surface of this concrete. Once you get above that 7 foot level is where the exposed uh, wood takes place, Uh, whether that's the. The exposed uh, thermally modified ash on the exterior and gates and screens, um, or the, the actual structural material itself. So all of those materials, the, 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 the clear finish on the wood, as well as the uh, on the CLT and glue lambs and the exterior of the concrete will be covered with an anti, a clear anti graffiti finish um, as will the, the copper colored standing seam roof itself. So, initially on this project, we really wanted to do was a copper, an actual copper roof and let it patina and change and enhance dynamically over time. The issue with that was, you know, given the fact that it becomes a wall and it becomes highly susceptible to graffiti. Red Park really needed to have this be coatable in that anti graffiti compound so they can remove it. And so that's why we went with a, um, you know, a painted, uh, aluminum finish that looks like copper, but we're able to place that coating on with without having uh, it affect the, the patination of it over time. Okay.
4: All right. Well, thank you in general. Um, great job. I can't wait to see it finished.
11: Just a, a general question in terms of the uh, ADA accessible uh, access. Are we uh, in this particular project uh, don't need to have like wheelchair access? So oh. yes, Does that work. Just- um,
5: given the topography uh-huh. of the project site, we have stairs on one end, uh-huh. um, and we at this northern end. Sorry, I'm just going to flip back through. You'll see what's called out as um the beach 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 access ramp and gate oh oh there's a pointer right oh okay so that is not that is um for big sand placement, sand movements trucks to use it as a sand ramp there is currently one there now Uh so it's not that's not designed to be accessible um given Uh That it's just literally made of sand Uh um however we we worked with uh the public works disability access coordinator Uh and we are our project will be providing off-site access a few blocks to the north at terraval Uh so there's currently a pathway um oh yep so you can see the pathway going in the median there that between the lower grade highway and that's the grade highway itself uh-huh. so uh, this project will be making improvements to that path got it. confirm that it is um, appropriate slope and condition and at teraval there will be um, access with mats and this is where we get into the multiple jurisdictions. So that we'll be working with National Park Service on because that oh, is okay. their
11: property. uh uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, so okay, yeah, thank you. I I'm just curious how that would work. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that. And then um it, along the seat wall, is there a requirement to have some kind of wheelchair uh you know uh place? A companion spot? Yeah. seating, so, that's it. Yeah. There is you want?
6: yeah, yeah. There, we we have a few areas where let's have a look. So um at the slope plaza, we have these kind of like oh, alcoves okay. here, Got it. and so there'll be more traditional armrest and backrest, and then uh-huh. opportunities on the sides for for yeah companion seating. Got it. And, Got and it. that occurs at the um yeah at this at this point here as well, um, and then also at the beach access. So even though people can't go down okay. to the beach, um, we do have like a small kind of like lookout where people in a wheelchair can. Come kind of look at the view. And, okay. Yeah.
11: Thank you.
5: And there are also, um, the appropriate parking stalls, like, um, ADA parking stalls in the parking lot as well with a drop off zone and space for the. Uh, mobility
11: vans. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know in a Lingo project like this, how you address something like that. Um, and then, uh. Let's see, I feel like I just lost my train of thought. Uh.
4: uh
11: I'll just go to the to the uh oh I I remember. Okay, so it's interesting. I, I'm not I have to say I'm not intimately familiar with the stretch of the beach, but is there the anticipation that people will just hop over the seawall and roll down the sand? Or are we just or just accepting that? Or is there because how far is it from uh from the one end to the other end? It's it's about just under a mile, right? A mile. And yeah. so there's there's no access along that's that?
5: correct. yeah and we we did consider initially having a third access point Uh um it's still a very large gap um Mm -hmm. and so brecken park has um given advice to the puc because this gets into once you reach off of the trail that's above the puc's infrastructure got it right and they're and they're Got it. Pipe their tunnel, their wall. Okay. Um, and so uh the PUC will be maintaining that area as like a stabilized planting zone. Got it. Um and we've suggested some Uh low planting barrier type of Uh fencing. I don't know what will actually take place. Okay. Um, because that will be maintained by the PUC. Got it. Um yes we uh-huh. know people will uh-huh. want to just go down yeah um, yeah uh-huh. so i think we're going to do our best most likely with minimal signage um, huh you know erosion just giving people more awareness of why
11: this is here and why it's totally get it yeah. yeah lots of jurisdictions okay and then i'm going to uh, just jump around a little bit in terms of, you know, you, I, you spoke. So, uh, both of you, well, everybody spoke so eloquently about responding to the organic nature of the site, which is, you know, kind of hits you, of course, right on the head. And I was wondering if you could zoom into the stair. Um, if you could explain, uh, how the stair both kind of as you walk down it, and as you look at it, kind of, uh, is evocative of that. You know. Organic nature of the site.
6: Yeah, it was. It, it was definitely a you know it is a challenge. To, I think to have a, something that is structurally able to cope mm-hmm. with the dynamic beach and and, and all, of the, all of that all of that those pressures. Um, I think the um, the actual kind of structure of the you know the concrete versus other things. We went through you know whether it should be wood, whether it should be or metal, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of composite, mm-hmm. and and I think you know, from a structural standpoint, it made a lot more sense for it to be a concrete tread system. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really from our standpoint, from a landscape standpoint, we really wanted to try it and have a system that visually kind of disappears from a guardrail and mm-hmm. handrail mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, that even know that it's there mm-hmm. and it's kind of providing that, that security. It's visually permeable, especially when thinking of people who are going to be up on the top trail mm-hmm. system who can't walk down, mm-hmm. um, in a wheelchair, you know, wanting them to be able to visually, you know, see through. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and then with the nature of it being coastal, um, mm-hmm. the stainless steel, mm-hmm. um, marine yeah. grade is kind of the natural choice. Um,
11: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, so, but you know. in terms of the form, I mean, I get the materials, I mean, that makes sense and I get the, uh, parameters of this, st- of the structure, but just in terms of the form, I guess I'm, I'm but the lead, the f- it's a leading question. Yeah, I know. The you know the kind of it, it, you know the square platform. Like yeah. I'm not opposed to it, but it just seems like out of uh, out of the vocabulary of everything you set up.
6: Yeah, I did try um, to kind of get. Some oh, okay, curbs. I did try to get some curbs in there. Okay, there. Um, I think a lot of it actually did start to be dominated by the the tunnel itself. Okay um it's 14 foot wide and so that that initially set up the the layout for this for the um for the stair system okay and then there was a natural kind of knuckle if you will at at this landing yeah Uh um Uh and i think you know i think Previously, I don't know if you were there when we did the no, phase two, so, we did have a different railing system okay. Okay. at the top. And, okay. then it, and then it terminated at the landing okay. Um, because anything below this landing will get a lot more pressure from the coastal erosion and, and just general sea level rise. So uh, in the end, the structural parameters one. Okay. Um, and so we then yeah, okay. just tried to work as best we could within those parameters. Okay. Yeah.
11: Well, I appreciate the answer and I know this is phase 3, so, um, I'm not gonna <laughs> and so it's not really fair to ask you questions. From phase 1, um, and I was wondering last question uh, if we could go to the uh, section of the bathroom and if I don't know if you have an elevation of that as well. Like the other you- yeah, oh, yeah, there we go. Um. So, just a, a small thing I, you know, I love the screen above it and I'm not sure why you need If uh, you go back to the section. Why, right above the toilet? If you just track up, 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 there's a, a that thing right there. This thing? No, the vertical. Nope. To the right. Nope. To the left. See that? Maybe it's just a shadow. Uh, uh nope. Oh, you The vertical the dark. dark like yeah. A double Yeah, right there. It, yeah, right there. I think it's the post yeah i on think the opposite yeah. side so there oh got it got it got okay. it got it okay got it got it okay okay and so mm-hmm. when on the outside does a does a wood screen run on, on the outside of that yeah. oh perfect the wood screen okay. clouds okay. all of it okay, okay. nice so, so here, it reads as a continuous yeah on the frame exactly. okay so okay. here you see the the tabular frame that supports that yeah 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 got it got it got it got it okay yeah. cool cool um and then uh you know again <laughs> the the shape of the whatever that is the square thing right there down the, that you wash your hands at the other one this one yeah you, uh is that a tile over concrete
7: it's um actually it's it's like a it's a quartz material oh over, over
11: solid, surface? So yeah, so okay. solid surface okay okay so just a question again I was wondering if you could talk about why such a square off thing yeah I mean I get the ADA one um Especially if it's solid surface and like how it meets the ground and how it meets the back wall and yeah. So there, there's a lot of
7: kind of things that are happening inside of Okay. from uh-huh. uh you know waste bin uh collection waste bin yep. storage yep. areas yep. to where we have the hand dryers and how the hand okay. drying works. Okay. So, and a lot of those things of course need to be, you know, you have your They're 30 square thirty by yeah. forty Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. So it's all trying to maximize that, that okay. kind of space. When we were initially looking at this, we did look at doing these in like a cast concrete, Uh right? So, the problem with that came to be it's very dependent on installer and fabrication. Okay. Sometimes, if since we're not totally in control of how this is going to be bid or packaged with its overall main project, got it. A little afraid of leaving that to interpretation.
11: Okay. Okay.
7: So, going with the solid surface and keeping it more Uh rectilinear, we Uh felt a little bit more confident in workmanship.
11: Got it. The end. Got it. So I, I definitely understand. I totally understand where you're coming from. Maybe then it's just like how it meets the ground. Maybe it could be a little bit lighter or something. I don't yeah. Know. Take it. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be last. I just want to compliment the both the, um. Group of designers for a fabulous project. And really rigorously thought through and. What you've done is you've taken a complex project with lots of agencies. And so I also want to compliment the wonderful work that you've done together, all the agencies have done in working together to bring this together. Because when you look at it, it looks really simple, which is one of the most beautiful things about it. And yet I know that it's not. So I just want to note that and thank you for making this work out. I I have no no comments whatsoever other than praise. So, do we have any public comment? And I hope Mrs. Katz is still on the line, or we'll call back.
2: Uh, We will be taking in-person public comments first. So, for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium uh for those joining remotely please raise your hand if you are listening via webex if you are calling by phone press star three to be placed in the comment queue Um, instructions are not on the screen but that's okay we are currently on item three as a reminder your time will start when you begin speaking you will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes then you'll be muted once your time is up you may stay on the line if you, would, if you would like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to paris.coats at sfgov.org. Uh, first, we'll be taking in-person public comment. Is there anyone who would like to make an in-person public comment on this agenda item?
4: Okay. Um,
2: okay, next we'll be taking um virtual public comment. Is there anyone that would make like to make a virtual public comment? Um I see one hand raised. I will go ahead and unmute you, caller. Thanks for calling again. Uh can you hear us? Yes. Okay. Uh you may start.
3: Hi, my name's Paula Katz, K-A-T-Z. And um, I'm really looking forward to this project. I live not far from the Great Highway at Rivera, and this is fairly close, and I think is going to be wonderful. But I am very concerned that there's no ADA access, um, and that people would have to go to Taraville. I thought it was legally required that there be ADA access, but maybe, maybe not, or maybe you got a waiver um, because of the logistics, but I really think that there ought to be a way if you put all your brilliant minds together to figure out a way, thinking outside of the box, to do ADA access so that people don't have to go all the way to Taraville. One, they're not going to know about that, so you'll put up a little sign and maybe they'll see it, maybe they are they won't, um, but the sign. And the sign says it's a quarter mile or a half mile to Taravelle, and they point an arrow to Taraville. <coughs> but people aren't really gonna leave where they are to go someplace else. And when you get, if they go to Taravelle, I don't know if they have to cross Low Boulevard, which is very busy, or if they can, if there's a path on the west side that they can go north to Taravell. But right now the path on Taravell that goes down to the beach is always full of sand and DPW rarely gets out to clean it. So if you're encouraging people to go to Taravel, you would need to make sure that that's kept clean. I don't know if it's DPW or another department, but it's just really too sandy most of the time. On the Upper Grade Highway, there's access every two blocks. But down here, I realize you can't do that, but there should be ADA access somewhere and hopefully people would rethink it and see if there's a way to do that. So thank you very much. I'm looking forward to, to visiting.
0: Okay, thank you for your comment. Are there any other public comments?
3: Um, I'm
2: looking for other raised hands. Um not seeing any, give it another minute. Yes, I see one more hand raised. Caller, can you hear us?
12: Yes, I can, can you hear me?
2: Yes, thank you.
12: Oh, great, thanks to everybody doing the presentation. Uh, Like Ms. Katz, I'm looking forward to to further positive developments, but I do have a number of questions. Um, I like her, I query the ADA access, but also um, the amount of parking access since public beach access, for everyone, of course, is a core tenant of our coastal laws. And I also query whether the the, uh, California Coastal Commission has reviewed and approved the seawall associated with this project and confirmed that the project complies with the so-called managed retreat provisions in the state's Coastal Act. Uh, My understanding is that seawall construction can enhance erosion because the migrating and eroding sand cannot stick, and so I would be surprised if the project is not previously been blessed by the California Coastal Commission, so I'd appreciate clarification on that question. Um, Next, the draft environmental impact report for the project had indicated that uh, the project would create significant and unavoidable traffic impacts. And that word significant is not mine, it's a word used directly in the draft EIR. So um, I'm curious whether that has been fixed. In fact, the draft EIR indicated that Vehicle miles traveled would be increased in our neighborhood. And so 1 of my questions is whether the current plan again has been changed, because I would think that if you increase vehicle miles traveled, you're actually impairing carbon emissions rather than improving them. Uh, And anecdotally in our neighborhood, I've observed that at the intersection of 39th and Sloat next the um, original EIR for the project from September 9, 2020 indicated that there would be a complementary environmental review of the closure of the great highway. I haven't seen that. Has that review been conducted and concluded and coordinated with this project? And then third and most importantly, the reason I ask is that, as you all know and are well aware, we live in an earthquake and tsunami zone. Those of us who live right in the tsunami zone get very concerned when emergency systems don't function, like our city sirens, which are supposedly going to be turned on at some point again. And we all just observed a huge and tragic natural disaster in Maui, which included people burning in and near their cars. So. It appears to me that the city has an emergency response plan, which involves not only this roadway, but the nearby roadway slope. And so I wonder when I look at annex 1 to the city's written emergency response plan, if there has been. A written conclusion that this plan will be in compliance with that emergency response plan. Um, I'd be surprised if that is the scenario here with this project. it sort of makes me wonder what the alternative roads are for emergency uh, vehicle use. And in summary, I would hope that each and every city official who's considering the approval of this project has previously confirmed in writing from a professional and personal liability perspective that they're in a position to bless a project that might be out of compliance with the city's written emergency response plan as well as state laws so please take a moment and think about that and I'd like to have some clarification please
1: thank you for your call um do you have any comments from rec and Park's perspective
5: and I'll just be responding to that most recent caller yes um yeah I'll do my best as I said this is a multi-agency Project, and we're working closely with MTA and the PUC and public works as well as SF fire department and police department. They have um, from. Rail and service road as it's currently designed has um, we've worked very closely with with the fire department to ensure emergency vehicle access through this area um, as well as emergency egress. For the zoo parking lot, in the event of emergency, they will. Um, that is a modification, a slight modification that's not reflected right in these plans, but there we will be providing emergency egress for the zoo um, onto the service road. Um, the response to comments to the EIR will be issued later this fall. Um, I, I am not in a position to respond to the concerns over the traffic impacts. I'm, I apologize if you go. There's multiple project web pages on all the different city agencies, but the planning department has a website as I think the caller might be familiar with, um, where you can um, submit any questions and comments. I can also share my email address probably should be in the agenda so you can follow up with any questions you might have and I'll. Point you to the correct person, I'll say regarding, um, the coastal commission. This project team has been meeting monthly with the coastal commission on our coastal development permit, and they are aware of, um, what is proposed to be constructed. And we've worked very closely with them, um. Do work towards, um, receiving our permit. We expect that to happen early next year, uh, the parking access. We, the parking lot um, is to have approximately 55 stalls, which is more than is currently available, um, given the eroding conditions of that parking lot that is um, currently in place. We are hoping to, um, there's a lot of work that MTA is doing to encourage public transit in general, as well as uh, bicycle and pedestrian access to this site, we hope that this trail will increase the connectivity with both the trail system that runs along the entire, um, upper part of the great highway, as well as connecting to fort funston and the lake Merced trails. Um, there are severe constraints to this project site in terms of the space available and wanting to ensure that we're not putting a parking lot. Over the in over the, we want the majority to be a recreational public access area, not a parking lot um, and. For the ADA access. There were um, numerous studies that we that the landscape architecture and engineering team had done for um, constructing a ramp at Slope plaza that would be accessible the amount of infrastructure and concrete and um, building up of the waterfront um, was not viewed as viable for a number of reasons but namely because this is a managed retreat uh, climate change adaptation project by adding more infrastructure in this area um, there's just a significant impact and consequence and um yeah okay. but but definitely they can reach me with specific questions
0: all right thank you very much for that answer commissioners do i have a motion to approve the ocean beach climate change adaptation project at phase three so um, uh, commissioner Schneider. and uh, do I have a second
8: second Chiota.
0: take a vote all in favor say aye aye aye, aye. aye. Is there any uh, nays? Any opposed say nay motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Wonderful project.
5: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Let's move to item number 4. And this is also a phase 3 approval and I just want to remind our newer commissioners that phase 3 approval unless things have been. There's some uh, need to address great changes. Um, we tend to uh ask the questions about anything that's been changed if something has been approved prior then we don't review it unless something has been
8: may may I ask this Janine Chiota can I ask a question of the chair just for clarification and also for new commissioners and also just to get on the record in terms of project review because um some of the public comment and questions on the last project were things that were out of our our review purview so I'd like to um get a just my understanding is that we look at um some of the architectural elements and and also the arts elements of a project which can include materiality which can include things we know about public art and um the public's interaction with them um but certain other things and you know we can Obviously, bring up questions that are architecturally or other agency based, um, but that isn't specifically within our design purview. I mean, review purview, correct?
0: The things that are not within our design purview
8: are? Well, I'm just, um, I, the the person was yes. asking oh, to for comment example. on things yes. like, like Coastal Commission. Yes, right? absolutely so, not. Yeah.
0: We okay. cannot comment on that.
8: Thank you. We are not
0: um, able to do that or qualified. So, thank you for that question.
1: Okay. Um, team, are you ready to present?
4: Yes.
2: Uh, you'll have 10 minutes to present, and I'll give you a three minute warning.
13: Okay. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. I'm Reggie Stump. I'm the project architect for this uh, Sonoma Valley Water Treatment Plant Ozonation Project. We're here to present uh phase three. Uh along uh the PUC project manager, uh Brian DeSora is joining via WebEx. So if there's questions for him later, he can uh, address those. We have uh, Jamie from Lee from the architect uh, public works architecture and also the landscape architects Miles and Grazina from Stevens Associates to answer, and they'll be presenting as well. So I'll leave it up to Jamie to present.
14: Thank you, commissioners. Um, just some history. We last presented to the commission for phase two on October of last year, where the project was uh, approved without contingencies. Um, since then, there have been three minor changes um, architectural and landscape architectural, mainly at the ozone generation building in the front garden, which we'll um, elaborate further on in the presentation about. Um, for the commissioners who haven't seen this project before, um, the site is 50 miles, Southeast of San Francisco in Sonoma, California. The existing plan is in a very, uh, remote location. Um, at, um, <laughs> um, above Alameda creek and nearby Calaveras road, um, there's no public access to the plant, but for staff arriving, they would enter the plant from Calaveras road and the plant gate is at the base of the creek. Um, The main plant rope climbs up quite steeply as you pass by the site on the left. Um, Our site is saturated and outlined in blue. Um, Sorry, just trying to find the laser, thank you. And our site again is saturated in this triangular area. Um, the overall site layout and design have not changed since phase two. Um, but as a reminder, um, the architectural scope consists of four new facilities. So there are two outdoor facilities the liquid oxygen facility here, the calcium thiosulfate facility, a canopy structure uh, matching other existing canopy structures on site. And across the new access road are two uh, cast in place concrete structures the ozone generation building in the ozone contactor structure, along with a dozen or so other um, new facilities that will be part of this project. Um, As mentioned before, there is one minor design update at the ozone generation building at the East Elevation. One storefront window was removed due to conflicts with the um, process, mechanical piping and equipment. But overall, the architectural material palette has remained unchanged from phase two. Um, and similarly, at the ozone contactor structure, um, there have been no changes to the architectural design. Um, namely, on the east elevation, the team used uh, different concrete patterning and detailing to abstract the baffle pattern of the contact basins that occur within the structure and to um, express the function of the structure on the elevation. This is an updated elevation from the intersection of the main plant road and our new access road. You will see the east elevation, um, updated elevation of the ozone generation building, um, the contactor structure in the background, and the two outdoor facilities on the left. And in the foreground, right here, are some minor changes to the landscape
4: architectural design that Miles and Garzina will talk about further on.
15: Okay, the ozone generation building. You can see the front yard of that. That's the main feature area, and so the only change was deleting a large madrone tree or two large madrone trees that uh, security security cameras uh, inserted into the project. And so we need that security for the site. So those trees were too obstructive, and so uh, silk tassel trees were replaced. Uh, and then on the right. Item number two there, that utility box has a larger ground plane of decomposed granite uh, instead of the ground cover shrubs that we had in mind before. So uh, those are the two main changes. But we're happy with the outcome with the silk tassels, very elegant uh, statement for the front of the building. And so that's it. You can see the plant material for the overall project. Uh, for those in the landscape side of things. So you can see some of the other uh, ground covering shrubs. and. Uh, Silver Lapine. So um, there's a major retaining wall at the access road. And so there'll be a, a green screen, vertical element. Uh, so uh, between the ozone generation building and the retaining wall, we'll have that kind of green element. Uh, and on the other side would be uh, cyanothus plants coming down the uh, roadway there to give it a highlight there. And then in front of the building, you see the cyanothus blue element in uh, kind of a uh, small. Round element at the front yard there, but everything else is the same. The street furniture and paving and etc is all the same. So.
3: that
14: concludes our presentation. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh,
0: commissioners, any comments. Yes, commissioner <laughs> um,
11: in terms of the window, I get that it could be in in conflict with, uh. The stuff behind it, but would it be cool to see the stuff behind it? Like a picture window?
14: Yeah. So we, um, do you have. Go to the elevation. So, the uh, main elevation from the access road, these are actually glazed large um, bifold doors, single swing doors, and we have all glazed storefront access doors as well. Uh And on the north and south elevations, we've kept the storefront windows there. It was just at this east elevation with the large opening we have in the middle, we need an amount of. Um, you know, shear wall from the structural side, and we are working with. Oh, there's a lot of process mechanical piping on the interior, okay. um, so we did try to keep as much of the storefront on the side so that can still see into the main um, room and see the equipment from the outside.
11: Okay, so you need the you need the wall for structure. Yeah.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm.
14: okay.
1: Any other comments from commissioners? Is there any
2: public comment? We're taking in person public comment first. Uh, so for those now joining, please proceed to the public comment podium for those joining remotely. Please raise your hand. If you're listening via Webex. If you're calling by phone, press star 3 to be placed in the public comment queue. Uh, instructions are on screen. We are currently in item number 4 as a reminder. Your time will start when you begin speaking, you will see a visual timer on the screen. And receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes, then you'll be muted. Once your time is up, you may stay in the line. If you would like to speak on other items, anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less to paris.coats@sfgov.org. sfgov.org, um, looking for in person comment commenters. Now, is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current? Agenda item, not seeing anyone. Um, Now we're looking for remote public comment. Is there anyone that would like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? Looking for raised hands, Um, give it another few seconds. I'm not seeing any raised hands on Webex. Um, Public comment is now closed. Okay, thank you.
0: Commissioners, do I have a motion to approve the Sonol Valley Water Treatment Plant Ozonization Project at Phase 3?
10: So moved, Commissioner
0: share. Do I have a second? Second, she added. Thank you. All in favor say aye. 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 aye.
1: Opposed? Motion passes unanimously. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's move to item number 5, and that's the treasure island water resource recovery facility. This is at phase 2. So, uh,
11: it's, uh this is Jessica, um, phase 2 that represents what, uh,
0: design and development generally design.
11: development. Okay. Yes.
2: On team, you'll have 20 minutes to present, and uh, um, I'll start the timer and you begin, and give you a three-minute warning, unless you'd prefer a five-minute warning.
4: Um, three is fine. Okay.
16: Thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Jamie Beckman. I'm with Merrill Morris Partners. Uh, it's a pleasure to present this phase two uh, design review for the SFPUC's. Treasure Island Water Resource Recovery Facility Project to the committee today. I'd like to first re- go over the agenda. Um, we're going to review the project and its updates. We'll review the phase one schematic design review comments that the committee had. We'll go through the architectural design. We'll go through the landscape architectural design. We'll follow up with the perimeter security enclosure. Uh, and then we'll finish up with the monument sign and graphics component. Uh, I'll introduce our team. Uh, to my left, I have Jignesh Desai with the SFPUC. Uh, we have Calvin Huey, who's project engineer with the SFPUC. Um, I don't know if we have Noemi Rivella on the phone or not. Um, again, part with the SFPUC. Uh, we have our lead design consultant, Billy Wong with Stantec, uh, who may or may not be on the phone. Our lead architect, Elizabeth Navarro with Stantec, who is who is on the WebEx, um, will be available for questions uh, regarding the architecture. And again, myself, Jamie Beckman, with the lead with Landscape on the PM side. And I'll pass it over to Jignesh to kind of give us a little bit of background and talk about the facility. Right. Uh- Good
17: afternoon, Commissioners. Uh, my name is Jignesh Desai. I'm a project manager for SFPUC. I've been working on wastewater treatment plan and conveyance projects for the last 24 years for City and County of San Francisco. Treasure Island is part of our City and County of San Francisco. Um, as the slide states, uh, Treasure Island Development Authority is responsible for development, while SFPUC is a contract met- operator for existing utilities as well as the existing treatment plant. As you all are aware, uh, Treasure Island has ongoing development that is occurring in four uh, phases build out. The development project provides new high density, mixed use, variety of housing types, retail score, open space, and on-site infrastructure. SFPUC is responsible for design and construction of a new treatment plant to meet needs of this new development next slide please the yellow highlighted uh, shown uh, is our existing plant built by navy and currently operating with band-aids it's very old plant uh, built in 1970s Um, the new plant will be in the footprint shown in the red Uh, our new plants design flows and loads are based on full build out of the island Uh, just to give you an idea the The size of the plant, the influent, what we call average dry weather flow will be 1.3 million gallons a day and the peak flow 3.9 million gallons a day. The new plant, as you see, the title reflects is called resource recovery. And the reason being, uh, this facility will produce recycled water that will fulfill the demands of island for flushing toilets and uh, other irrigation purposes. Uh, We have amazing visualization on landscape and architecture today, uh, but I want us to take uh, 5 seconds to visualize a day without a water or, more importantly, not being able to flush uh, for a day. So just uh, water is very precious and the work that PUC does is very important. I have a water bottle says water power sewer working for you 24 7. So that's our mission for
4: next slide. Our commission uh, has endorsed a level of service required
17: for every project capital project. And for this project is to address aging infrastructure. As I mentioned, Navy's plant was built in seventies and it has been operating beyond its useful life. Additional level of service requirement is also to ensure regulatory compliance. Uh, we have bay around us and we are, we have to comply with our regulators. Finally, this facility will take all domestic wastewater flows from development and return almost half of it back as a recycled water for the use by the new development. We have to do all this work while keeping ratepayer affordability in forefront while we're designing this project. With this, I'll turn over to Jamie.
16: Thank you. Uh, I'll just quickly buzz through uh, the previous reviews. Concept review was in January 2020. Uh, the schematic design phase one review uh, last, well, I guess July of 2020. Um, and uh, one thing to specifically note that the comment to the team was to consider the water-heavy environment for the planting, the project's planting plan. So we'll review the plant palette a little greater detail and get to that portion. But I want everybody to kind of remember that. Um, Again another quick reminder of the facility the original uh, previous layout so I know there's some new uh, commissioners but this was the original original layout the uh, updated layout we have here today you'll notice the facility has become more compact by streamlining some of the water processes uh, some highlights to to point out here updated layout of the Perimeter security fence and gate design, which you'll see, you notice there in red. The fencing uh, surrounding the wetland remains mostly in the same location as it was previously, even though the the stormwater basin has changed uh, shape slightly. We have here our updated or our enlarged site plan um, showing the buildings in question today the maintenance building the administration building i should also note at this point that the facility does not have any does not provide per, per, for public access the maintenance building is to be used by the main the facility maintenance staff approximately 10 personnel daily for equipment and piping maintenance storage and miscellaneous work this includes a welding workshop instrumentation and electrical workshop storage for small parts Personal tools and oils and a compressor area. The administration building is to be used by all facility staff, both technical maintenance and administrative daily. This is about 20 people. The building includes a control room for the facility operators, a laboratory for technical staff offices for the administrative staff. The conference room is available for group meetings, trainings, facility discussions and the auxiliary spaces available for staff are kitchen, break room, restrooms, locker room, shower, wall station, laundry, and there's some storage. The exterior elevations of the administration building, the walls will be cast in place concrete with a smooth form finish as shown in the images that you see um, on the screen there. The wall reveals have been added to break up the facade, the doors and windows are inset by 2 inches, helping cast a deeper shadow and provide depth to the linear elements. that is pretty much in line with phase. The phase 1 design as well, the maintenance bill. Um, as the exteriors here, the exterior elevations here are shown are similar cast in place, concrete, smooth form finish. Uh, same reveals, same inset of the doors, um, you know, really trying to tie the two buildings together seamlessly. And you'll see um, here we, the both uh, administration building and the maintenance building in a seamless elevation along. What we say is the main road, which is Avenue M and the main entrance to the site here. 1 glimpse we get of, we see the new enclosure, uh, security enclosure fence and gates and it's very transparent nature. And we'll touch more on that in, in, in a little bit. Um, and, and 1.1 one one thing to point out this West elevation is the, the um. Opportunity for the art enrichment
4: location.
16: The enlarged plan you see on the screen now is, is our kind of um, our most visible planting plan, or um, our most visible planting area, and you'll see the proposed plant palette there on, on the left. Uh, in response to the previous committee comment, uh, the plant palette has been selected um, basically on a heavy native palette uh, to thrive in this environment. Uh, one thing we're proposing is A curated hydro seed blend, which is shown in green as our sort of base ground cover, Um, and then we will be selecting shrubs and grasses uh, to plant in these natural drifts to give us uh, some instant visual impact. The next few slides will show um, kind of how we've broken the area out and with its. Plant palette uh, throughout those areas, and again, the, the idea is the same: to curate a seed blend and come back and plant the natural drift so that we can sort of we can create that the wild look that was originally presented back in phase one and and through and through concept. So we've got what we're calling the coastal s- scrub area, which is basically the area adjacent to the wetland. We have the detention basin. We have what? I, ref- what I pointed out earlier as what we're calling Avenue M, which is our sort of frontage and then we have the area inside the facility adjacent to the uh, maintenance building and the administration building. Now, we'll kind of move on to the the meat of the of. The, the project is the perimeter enclosure um, 1 thing. Um, As I touched on briefly, the transparent nature of this uh, fence is called the invisible wall, um, and has been selected with a few goals in mind. One, to provide the necessary security required by a facility like this, and two, not to disrupt the sweeping views of the bay as much as possible, and to celebrate the processes of Recovery of wastewater, which Jigness had kind of had, had alluded to. It's no longer a wastewater treatment plant. It's a water water recovery facility. We have um, vehicular sliding gates. We have two uh, currently full from the same manufacturer, uh, single leaf, fully automatic controls, key fob um, or key, keypad access. We have um, the wetland fence is what it's called. You'll see in the blue area, um, small or a short 3 foot fence being highly transparent, just as the perimeter enclosure. The main objective of this fence is really to provide a barrier around the wetland and the stormwater basin to protect the public from wandering off into areas that are off limits while allowing for for full views of the wetland and um a, a working stormwater um retention, stormwater um bioretention basin. <clears throat> Moving on to the uh graphics and and the identity of the facility, you'll see here we are proposing a traditional concrete monument sign wall, coordinated color and finish and texture as the buildings, uh, pin-mounted. Stainless steel brushed backlit letters. Um, So, the next several slides we'll do, we're going to finish up with a series of perspectives around the site, Um, similar views from, again, phase 1 presentation that everybody saw previously, except maybe the new commissioners. Starting basically here at the at at the administration building there beyond the monuments on this is sort of the, the, the 1st. The 1st view Um, and the 1st view that you begin to see the transparent nature of the of the perimeter enclosure and the gates. And this West facade of these 2 buildings, as you see here is is been the identification of the possible art enrichment opportunity, um, of which I think current still currently are on conversations are ongoing with the arts commission and what that's gonna you know end up finalizing. I'll just kind of buzz through and narrate a little bit. This is the maintenance building um as we as continue ourselves around the site. And again, really wanted to point out the transparent nature of the of the place So that view is back towards the bay. Um so it's it's um
4: it's sweeping. and <laughs> um, not
16: to hide anything. And and again, sort of with this transparent nature. As Jignesh said, we are trying to make visible the often invisible infrastructure and and celebrating the SFPUC's environmental mission. And so this is kind of at our corner of the site, looking back, the the stormwater basin in the front, just beyond, you can see the the posts of the short fence, but really trying to not Disrupt viewsheds and and put this facility behind a barrier. And we get to the back side on the, on the bay side, which you're looking back over the wetlands. And again, it's it is um, celebrating the PUC moving from a wastewater treatment plant into water recovery, uh, functional working wetland. Um, you can see where everything is being processed and and being the whole process of of the functional working wetlands. Several views just as we kind of work our work ourselves all the way around the site. Again the the wetland fence
4: there in the foreground really not trying to be obstructive but just making sure people stay safe.
16: oh yeah didn't my horse it did say thank you and we'll take comments at this point (laughs) thank
4: you um commissioners comments Uh, thank you um this is my first
9: time seeing it and the um i think it's interesting it came after the Sonol project because there's a big difference between the two Um, they have a lot of texture in their concrete walls, even some very shallow sort of reveals, et cetera, just for more decorative purposes and your wall is called an art wall. And so we're not really sure. So what that might be, but based on the architecture, I find it kind of harsh and um, probably not very pleasant to to go by Um, the art may change that. But at Sonol, they had a lot of very narrow reveals that they had stamped into the formwork, and um, the existing police station facility, which will eventually be torn down, has this pattern of small little square windows. You have some big windows, but but the idea of having some articulation rather than just smooth tilt-up walls with um, four or five large windows. The windows seem to line up with the interior corridor, so that makes sense. But then you get to the next building, the maintenance building, and the two buildings don't really seem to relate that well. And you have a big pedestrian and bicycle path going along that area. So if you could somehow soften that, I think that that would be ideal. Um, As for the exposed equipment and and et cetera, of celebrating what goes on there and the, the colored Pipes, etc. I think all, all of that is a nice touch, especially
4: the way that you have it rendered, where it bl- sort of matches the landscape in some way. Um, I think that's about it. Um, sheet 12 of your drawings um, on the maintenance building. It does show some smaller windows, but they're at the very bottom. They're on
9: the On the inside, though, you don't see them, but if you go back to the rendering along the the pathway. I don't know how the others feel and what happened at your initial discussions if if they maybe the artwork was deemed to be enough. But to me, it's not really enough to go along there. It looks like the back of some sort of um, warehouse. You would see along Interstate 5 where they have shoes or or Costco stuff in them. It just seems that we could do. Better since that's where the um, people will be going by.
4: So, those are my comments. Thank you. Um, if I can ask along,
10: I
1: was going to ask about the art wall and the art budget, uh, where your conversations have gotten
4: to. just going to look at Blair, but I think we are about to uh, get the RP out
17: for selection of the uh, artist. Uh, so that's where we stand cur- currently. We've been dis- in discussion with the uh, staff at the art, art commission
10: who's uh, the project manager working with you on this from uh, the art commission?
17: Chow and I'm forgetting another person name. Jackie Jackie. Okay.
10: Um, okay. Just because what we've. In the past, what works really well is getting them involved early on so that we can have these kind of discussions. So it's not just a flat wall like that. And I would encourage that. Maybe it'd be worthwhile to, um, do something with, uh, maybe an informal with if possible with Jackie and 1 of our architects, um, and or maybe, uh, two, and and have a discussion as to what's possible that will make it more interesting. We
17: will
10: do that. Okay. Commissioner. Great. And my other little comment, as long as I'm here is on the signage with the backlit LEDs. Um, research thoroughly, which manufacturer you use, because I've used them several times in the past and. Most of them as lovely as they look at 1st, they all goof up. I mean, they just, they stop working or the LEDs. It, it's not even the replay. There's faulty. Faulty things within the construct of the signage. So be careful.
8: That's it.
15: Great. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Commissioner. Shioda?
8: Yes, thank you. Um, I just, I, I know there's form and I know there's function and sometimes they blend and sometimes they, they don't and water treatment facilities or water recovery systems, uh, buildings are difficult. Um yeah I just my first thought is right I'm like is that a prison back there is it a water treatment like it's not pretty you've done what you can with the landscape um landscaping and in that vein and in the mission of the water recovery I would just encourage that the art and the artwork that is integrated within this conversation right the opportunity is that it can be beautiful right it can talk about because we're talking about e, e, um, ecological systems and water recovery and part of that is the native planting conversation part of that is water conservation part of that is water recovery right your logo has the drop and so somehow the artwork Being in in an educational, contextual Mm -hmm. place making, it can be an anchor point to what this place does and is. And so if that artwork can tell the story of not just the mission and the North Star and the ethos of this place, right? You're anchoring the place and functionality, but how are you going to live on the land, right? are you on it are you in it are you in conversation with it so that's where great artwork can be um emotionally tied to the function of a place so that's all I just encourage that because it's a great like a huge that's a really great opportunity and I can see like pops of color like why does it have to be like you see the garden and it's like ooh, and then you see the building and it's like ugh, you know and and those two things can you know, we're doing the best work um, from a civic civic realm, like the CINAHL, um the Alameda mm-hmm. uh, watershed, right? And it's just beautiful examples of what civic development um, and in public spaces can be. So this can be a beacon to that. So that's all. Thanks.
18: Mm-hmm. Should I address some comments? Um, uh uh good afternoon, Commissioners. Wonderful to see you all. My name is Blair Randall with the SFPUC. I'm the Arts and Education Program Manager and I manage our investment in public art, working very closely with the Arts Commission staff. Um the art component for this um for this site has was originally cited for potentially the fencing, but for a number of different reasons, we kind of landed on this wall. So we're not quite up to speed or where we are with tracking the projects. But as with all of our SFPUC projects, the public art follows the Construction project, and so there's uh, fits and starts with with each one, and so they can either go fast or slow, or uh, but we try and be really ahead of schedule, as Commissioner Schneider said, is is wise, which certainly is. Um, so for this one, um, we've really just kind of we were our next big meeting with the public art staff is following this meeting, um, and wanted to incorporate commissioner feedback, and so our our thinking is is this wall, but we haven't gotten um, very far beyond the location, so we're really just identifying the location. Board. And um, in terms of um, thematic connections, Kirin um, your, your points are well taken, and exactly as we hope for this piece. We generally, within the PUC, have to kind of two thematic kind of focuses. One is a, a kind of community focus, and the other is the more environmental focus. Have artworks be evocative of the water, power, and sewer mission of the SAPUC and our environmental mission. And so that would be the theme for this location. Would be, of course, to activate and live the location, but also reference what happens behind the wall and to, um, and to, as Jamie said, to, to make visible, you know, the often invisible process of water power sewer, because. You know, water power and sewer, these processes are makes life at density possible. Um, and, and I think a past vision of sewer treatment is to hide it, but I think an environmental approach to caring for. Um, wastewater treatment is actually to show that it is a very important part of environmental stewardship and so that's part of the theme that we're, we're hoping for, um, with this artwork. Um, I hope that answers some of your questions.
8: Yeah, no, uh... yeah, it wasn't really a question. It was more of like, a yeah, and, and you and you've done great work, um, to that to that. end. so, yeah, and make it sexy okay. <laughs> because it is right. Yeah. yeah water recovery it's sexy pretty <clears throat> here first thank you
10: if I may chime in um I'm Blair I I also I agree with everything that Commissioner Shiota said but also um you've worked with us in the past where you've gotten in early enough and we've come up with like at the Southeast plant you know is a perfect example you guys know this you know what what is possible and you've done some great jobs in the past so i feel confident if we all work together we'll get there yeah thank yeah.
0: you commissioner rock <laughs> um,
11: jump in yeah well I'll totally concur with my very eloquent uh colleagues uh you know just to put up a wall uh a blank wall and then slap some art on it is not in the spirit of uh uh i think uh, the deep um Beautiful words that we've been expressing here. Um, so, a couple uh, practical things, uh, or more tangible, I guess. Uh, it seems like the fence was two inches by two inches. The grid. No, so.
4: No,
16: well, it's. I think it's right. Oh, our well. Well, our well fence.
11: No, your invisible. Your your invisible fence. Invisible wall. Invisible wall. wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought I read that somewhere. I,
16: thought it was tighter than that because it's non-climbable
11: okay. okay so well then uh, even more so I guess it would be great mm-hmm. to see that a, a sample of that two inch yeah. because I don't if it's less than two inches by two inches is that I mean the minute you uh, have any you know if you're standing right in front of the <laughs> the opening you can see through it but the minute you you know have a bit of an angle you're not going to be able to see through it. it's going to appear solid so I'd love to see a, a sample of that uh, and maybe a, a realistic rendering of what that would look like. Um, um. And I think everything else is probably just a repeat, uh, of what everybody else said. I, I guess I would also would love to see, um. The consideration of what it looks like from the water, uh, and because I, I think that, you know, the water is there's more people going back and forth over the water than on Avenue M at this point. Yeah. Uh, and also in terms of what you might be able to see from, uh, the Bay Bridge, which I, I think you would be able to see it. And it's almost like that 5th facade thing. Like, what would you see from above? Um, and maybe that's also a great opportunity to celebrate what's going on. Um, in terms of this little, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's also like, because Treasure Island, as everybody knows, is a, uh. You know, human made creation. Um, I don't be afraid of topography. Um, and maybe that can also help the idea of, uh, integrating this into. Uh,
16: what, yeah, you know, could there, you either... there, yeah, there are, um. And helps with so berms little... around in, okay. in concert with the wetland grading. Okay. Um, it's. It, probably, unfortunately, at this macro, you know rendering program that we have these days. It doesn't really shine through as much as on actual grading plans and re- well
11: just in terms of like uh you know what what do you call that the haha right and if, yeah, you, if you had a haha then you wouldn't be able to see the little fence which might be more natural for example but anyway mm-hmm. onward.
2: Um I just want to note that Elizabeth you are unmuted so you can feel free to speak whenever Elizabeth is the architect on the project.
4: Elizabeth,
1: do you have something
4: you want to share? Oh, no, we were just, um, in regards to the. Art commission
14: um, enrichment area that we were. Discussing, um, yeah, our intent was to provide, uh, just like a blank canvas for the artist. Um, You know, we've done previous projects where. They decide to put metal fish and waves and things. So we didn't want to. uh, Impose and. Change that for them, so we were really hoping to provide
19: them a blank canvas that they could. Take and well, uh, you know, Yeah, I, I think.
11: Amazing. I, you know, I, I think that for, for my, I don't, I don't know as, from a, my opinion I think that's a little bit of a cop out, uh, you know, how, how does. You know, the form of the building as people were been talking about follow function, uh, but, you know, what is, I, I guess, let me back up 1. um. I forgot to say one thing. Uh, somebody said that the administration building and the maintenance building, uh, should, uh, are seamless. And I'm not really sure if I know why that would be because the administration building. It doesn't look like there's any humans that actually are in there. Uh, so you know, it should look. One, one might wonder if it would feel much more inhabited and lively and dynamic, uh, And I'm not sure why that's not happening. I mean, it looks just, they look very similar. Like they have very different functions, I think. Yeah, so the
14: intent was to provide that blank canvas along Avenue M and have all of the activity going on uh, on the
19: interior side
11: of the plant. So the doors, the windows. To the other side, is there a lot more natural daylight? do we see an elevation of the other side, because this this side is facing west, sort of like a northwest, and the other side is facing sort of a southeast.
16: So here's the, that's. Right. So there's. There's doors and access and, and, yeah. and again, there's there.
11: And this is cast in place concrete.
16: Yeah. Okay. And so the, so the reveals you see are basically either. Expansion joints of the panels. I mean, Elizabeth, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but um, so it 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 is, as we've kind of said here, it it's it is to provide the art a canvas, and it's purposely meant to be for this for this team to kind of leave it alone at this point. Um, not to say again, sort of as Blair said, we're beginning to work with or trying to get the 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 RFP out for the artists so that we can start to work with them, right? And or at least hopefully we can get one selected before we go into construction. But um this and again the, the facility isn't public. So um there's very few people that will actually probably be here at any one time. Potentially I think as we said um 20 people max of employees only of staff members
8: um really quick question or not question but just um I I I know where you're going or the kind of um it's hard because the separation between architecture again form function and the art budget as designated within the mandate of new construction is it one it's it's one percent of the building costs is that still? does that still two percent okay thank you depending on right um and two percent of anything is two percent so so we are going to be limited um on um the uh type of artwork maybe and the ability to cover like this big maybe big space like sculpture would be difficult because right it might cost as much but not be as impactful um so Trying to parse out impact and sight lines and all that. I think the view from the Bay Bridge, view from right. What's what is public facing? What does that mean? And how can we use the dollars in the best fashion to get the most impact? That's all. That's my
2: comment. I just yeah. Jackie Francesco, um, project senior project managers on the line. Oh great, Jackie.
20: Hi, commissioners, this is Jackie, senior program manager for public art, the arts commission just wanted to speak to this topic as I've noticed there's quite a bit of discussion about the artwork opportunity for this this project. So, um, as you may recall, the um, initial art opportunity that was identified was part of the perimeter fence because it was to have sort of alternating uh, metal slats and concrete panels and the concrete panels were to receive the artwork um, via a graphic concrete application or etching. Or a formwork application. Um, so when, um, that element was eliminated from the design, um, we identified the 2 facades of the 2 buildings as the most visible and highly you know, impactful artwork location with the intention of using that same methodology um, for the artwork design. So, namely integrating the artwork design into the concrete facade via either a, a custom formwork application, graphic concrete a- application, or, um, a, an etched concrete concrete application. Um, So that's sort of where we had had landed and we hadn't yet finalized that opportunity pending um, a meeting with the design team to to drill down on those details um, in advance of bringing the project plan to visual arts committee next month. Um, So that's sort of um, where we where the conversation currently is. Uh, We have not discussed attaching anything to the walls or slapping anything on the wall, so to speak, but rather integrating into the into the concrete. sort of more considered um uh, uh, an impactful way so just wanted to clarify that where we're at in the process with the conversation around the public art for this project
11: thank you thanks that was helpful i, I think also like considering not just the surface of the concrete but the openings uh, where they are what how many they are uh how they're you know the people in the building use it how the people from you know Surrounding the building can look in, uh, you know, uh, a- again, in the spirit of celebrating what is going on in the building. It's completely generic.
20: Yeah, I've definitely been making note of all the commissioner comments around the themes um, and goals of the for the public art. And those will definitely be reflected in the project plan. We bring to the commission at visual arts committee next month. So thank you for your feedback today. It's been very helpful.
0: Okay, thank you. Any other comments Uh, commissioners? um, 1st of all, my thoughts about this is that. Normally, at phase 2, we have samples. So, we might have a fence sample, for example, so we can see the grid size and the color. Um, I know that we're coming out of COVID when we were only meeting online and so we're it's time to start bringing that back and understandable that. That slipped through the cracks. Um, but it would be nice to see a sample and also I'd like to know what the color is. Um, the color would be a big would could make a big difference in whether or not you see through it Mm -hmm. or not aside from the angle. So that might be, um, that would definitely be helpful.
16: Yep,
0: um, I want to say, I really appreciate the wooden posts. That you're using for the interior fence around the. Uh, WATER BODY BECAUSE Mm -hmm. I THINK THAT IS THE LANGUAGE OF of THE MORE NATURAL THING THE the WHOLE PROJECT IS A HUMAN MADE PROJECT THE WHOLE ISLAND IS A HUMAN MADE PROJECT SO IT'S VERY INTERESTING TO MIX THESE PIECES OF NATURE WHICH IS REALLY HUMAN A HUMAN CONCEPT INTO THIS PROJECT AND TRY TO MAKE IT FEEL HUMAN AND NATURAL Mm -hmm. FIT WITH THE BAY AND STILL HAVE REALLY MODERN ARCHITECTURE SO IT'S A COMPLEX Challenge you have and it's industrial Mm -hmm. in part. So, um, I think it's a really interesting project that you have here. It seems to me and I'd like to get feedback from my colleagues here that maybe we're not ready to pass phase 2. That there needs to be some more conversation about how the architecture works with the art and how the art works with the architecture, maybe a sample or 2 of fencing and um it doesn't mean that we want to slow the project down at all but maybe work those out so that we can speed it up um so i'd like to know if there's feedback on that idea um from my colleagues here
10: um commissioner Schneer, yes i agree with you that i think that's a smart way to go go forward with this at this point so that we can then move quicker Later on, and not be saying, well, why did this happen or that happened? Mm-hmm. Also uh, concrete samples would be really helpful. And I think essential of not just the color, but the texture. So we begin to understand what that's going to how that might work with the art and how that might visually impact overall. Um, and I, I do agree with what my fellow commissioners have said in terms of the uh, architecture and I, I. Uh, Agree with them
0: Um, can I propose that we have an informal meeting between the. The art, the visual arts and 1 or 2 of the architects here, maybe both um, to talk about how that might be facilitated so that we can actually speed this project along and not hold you up. That by having an informal meeting we might be able to start to work out some of those things and then come back at phase two and it could probably speed along, I would think. So how would
1: how would that work? would you be amenable to that?
4: Yes, commissioner, we'll okay. do that.
1: All right. well thank you. Is there any public
0: comment on this item, which is item number five?
2: Uh, we will be taking in- person public comment first. So, for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium for those joining remotely. Please raise your hand. If you're listening via Webex. Um, If you're calling by phone, press star 3 to be placed in the public comment queue Um, instructions are on screen. We are currently on item 5 as a reminder. Your time will start. When you begin speaking, you will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 32nd audible warning before your time concludes. You'll be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you would like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less to Paris.co to sfgov.org. Uh, looking for in-person public comment, is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? Not seeing anyone, um looking for virtual public comment. Is there anyone online who would like to make a virtual public comment? Looking for raised hands on the Webex. I'm not seeing any hands raised. Um, public comment for this item is now closed.
0: Okay, thank you. And before we move on to the next item, we will make an effort to get an Appointment as soon as possible, so we can talk about this informally and work it out. Okay, thank you. All right, so now we're moving to item number 6, and that that's the Southeast plant operations engineering maintenance building the S. E. P. 7. O. E. M. and this is a conceptual review.
2: Should we, um, since we're missing 2 commissioners in the restroom, take take
0: a little 5 minute break. Sorry, restroom break Forward Everyone (laughs) do a big rush to
4: the restroom anyway. So. Hold on to that thought.
2: uh we have forum so we can uh, resume we the meeting to
1: item number six and this is the
0: southeast plant operations engineering maintenance buildings the scp 7 oem conceptual review so are you ready to present
2: and you'll have 15 minutes and i'll give you a three minute warning
19: let's get the show a slide there we go Uh, good afternoon commissioners i'm shelby campbell i'm the project manager from the sfpuc um these two buildings were previously approved uh through cdr when they were part of the biosolids project they were pulled from the biosolids project due to cost Um, however there's still a dire need to construct these two buildings for our workforce They're maintenance buildings Um, and just wanted to point out that they were formerly part of the biosolids in a different location so the main thing that's changed here is that it's a new location new location is driven by two factors one is you know we wanted to stay away clear of the biosolids construction so that project can get finished um and two we're replacing a building where we were, we're going to be putting in more RR, more repairs to maintain the building that has exceeded its useful life Uh, And so rather than pouring additional investment into that building, we pulled the budget from that and moved the buildings to that location. So these two buildings will be replacing SCP 850 at the plant. Um, And with that, I will turn it over to Reggie to um, present.
13: Good afternoon again, Commissioners. Uh, Reggie Stump with Public Works Architecture. Nick Ansel is with the landscape architecture and the public works as well. Uh, so just, just the agenda here: we'll review the site context. Uh, Shelby uh, mentioned the project history here, uh, being approved through phase two in December two thousand and seventeen. We'll review the pro, uh, program and massing, uh, as well as the design principles. There we go. Uh, and then Nick will present the landscape design. So context, the site is in the Southeast part of San Francisco within the uh, SFPUC's wastewater Southeast plant or other, we call it as SEP, which is in blue here and our project site is in orange uh, within the campus. Uh, Zooming in a little bit, to the uh, Southeast plant. We have Phelps Street running along the Eastern edge with Gerald Street, uh, actually bisecting the SCP campus into the North Campus and South Campus. And again, our project site is right at the corner of Phelps and Gerald. Some context views, um, intersection of Phelps and Gerald here, photos taken from here looking uh, at the corner, so you can see the existing is a parking lot. So there is no building here. Uh, the view, uh, mid block along Gerald, which is right here, looking towards the project site. Uh, and our project is bound by an existing vehicular. Uh, uh entry and pedestrian entry into the North campus, and as Shelby was saying, this is the existing building, uh, that uh, we are replacing because of, uh, the end of life. Uh, of the building, and then see uh, a photo across showing the vernacular of the buildings that are across uh, along across Phelps here, uh, running along uh, Phelps, across the our uh, site of Phelps and Gerald. Um, so our project again, site is here, and it's centrally located between the North Campus and South Campus. And that's particularly important because there's some program uh, within the project uh, that we're calling the employee commons that is uh, that all employees on the campus will have access to. Uh, so uh, it's particularly important that they it's centrally located Then zooming in uh, to the project site over here in orange. We have the 2 buildings and. Uh, because are the western part of our site is centrally located between these two existing, or this will be new pretty soon, these uh, blue buildings are employee-focused buildings. So there's admin and lab building uh, employees in here and the operation hub, which is a three-story new building. that's uh, under construction now with a plaza. And so we've located the uh, employee-focused, uh, employee commons, break room, uh, conference rooms in the western end uh that's centrally located uh again like shelby said this was the design for uh, biosolids these were the two buildings that were removed from the project that we're building now and these are the biosolids scp 600 that are under construction right now so as part of our project because uh we've moved the program out of building 850 which is the one that's being demolished and uh because of approaching end of life we've moved that office space to a third floor on top of the 914. and now that we can demolish uh building 850 we've relocated the project to gerald and phelps a few not only because of budget reasons and also uh because we were able to demolish 850. there were some challenges with uh, the projects being located here before one was the vehicular entry fleet entry was bisecting the the project buildings before which had uh, operations inefficiencies Uh, there's also process built uh, underground process utilities under these sites that affected the project and by moving the more employee focused buildings over here. This allows for future process buildings that are uh, in greater proximity to the, uh, the new biosolids process, process buildings. Uh, we've also incorporated or continue to incorporate the, the design principles that were approved that for phase two into this project. But we've also introduced uh, some new design principles because of the new additional office floor and also because we've relocated the building at Gerald and Phelps. And we'll go into those principles uh, shortly. Uh, Programs uh, organization. So again, Gerald and Phelps, this is the mechanical maintenance building that is a single story, double height shop space. Above is the section showing that. And some uh, shop support space like offices, Uh, the OEM, which is the operations, engineering, maintenance building uh, is shops on the 1st floor. And then here you can start to see where we located the employee uh, commons area, outdoor commons and the main entry on the Western side of the uh, part of the site. Uh, On the 2nd floor, we have the wellness and then lockers and showers, which will be accessed by all employees on the campus, and then conf- shared conference with offices on the third floor. Uh, another note is the project is a zero lot line. So the property line is right here. Uh, this is a, a section perspective, again, kind of showing the program and massing, but in particular, this diagram shows uh, the desire to Have the employee commons uh, really not only connect with the pedestrian uh, connection. uh, Between 600, because this is an outdoor plaza, a new building 600 um, employee operations hub. So we wanted to connect through pedestrian, but also an architectural expression or a campus kind of dialogue between uh, these 2 employee amenity spaces. So getting into the design principles, um here is kind of the diagram of this uh employee commons uh kind of anchoring the western uh part of the site. Uh we wanted to create a campus kind of building uh entry. Uh this is kind of a precedent of showing kind of the transparency of of, of that program, kind of emphasizing that this is accessible by all employees. Uh at the campus and kind of some precedence around the wellness and the break room with its uh, outdoor connection to the outdoor commons area. And then also showing the pedestrian pathway that's connecting the south campus through the uh, existing, uh, through the new pedestrian entry here and then direct access to the lobby break room and then direct uh, connection to the rest of the employee-focused buildings, 60930. We've also introduced a shared street concept for vehicular access with uh, Nick will talk about more detail, but it uh, it creates a, uh, access to all the shops and layout space and a truly functional kind of layout and operational space for the staff. Uh, this is a view from Phelps and Gerald, again showing the zero lot line and uh, one of the new design principles since we located the buildings on on the corner is responding to the existing neighborhood uh, in program and in massing. So, like you saw the photo, there's the existing uh, auto shop here and kind of the vernacular across the street. So we've located the similar massing and program of the maintenance mechanical building at the corner with the three three-story OEM building. Um, mid block, providing the campus entry here, and also responding to the larger 3 story and uh, digesters to the West of our site. And then, uh, another design principle is providing street level security with these are precedents about how, uh, that could, uh, how we can study that in the next design phase, but also creating site security, but. Creating daylighting and privacy for the programs that are right along the street. So, the shop space here. There's our, some windows here uh, to get daylighting into the first floor shops in the OEM. And then also daylighting into the locker showers. And lastly, this is a section perspective uh, that starts to uh, show how we're incorporating a lot of those design principles I just talked about. But one in particular is the uh, southwest facade facing uh, elevation along um, Gerald Street. So we're going to have to provide solar control because southwest facing uh, is kind of the worst, but we also have to provide uh, some views for the offices and also daylighting into the offices. And so um, possible uh, solutions of that. Are kind of precedents on the right that we're going to study further. One is uh, fins, uh, providing solar control, but also daylighting, the use of opaque glass versus transparent glass uh, along the facade, and then also fritted glass.
2: You have about three minutes
21: remaining. And then I'm
13: handing it over to Nick.
21: Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, my name is Nick Ansell, I'm a landscape architect with Public Works. Um, the landscape uh, concept uh, for this project is um, very straightforward. Um, uh, this is an industrial site, um, so we've tried to um, keep it very clean and simple. Um, the idea of a shared street um, is really just to make it fully functional for operations and for laydown and for equipment and all the things that need to happen at this industrial site. Um, meanwhile, also trying to uh, introduce uh, some greenery, uh, but also make it again fully functional. Uh, Reggie mentioned the outdoor commons area uh to the west um to the west of the site this is kind of our uh, one of our outdoor opportunities uh, uh in, in when we move into schematic design we can des- design it in greater detail but essentially overhead trellis with seating and possibly some other amenities uh, we'd love to do something like an outdoor kitchen but we'd be lucky to get a barbecue um but something to that effect um but uh these areas um we we have Kind of double alley of trees where we're trying to kind of. Give an indication of where people are going to be, and then again, we have these fully functional big lay down areas for equipment and and vehicles. Um, We're also going to be using uh, the campus uh, fencing, which is a 10 foot high um, fence. Uh, We were thinking at this point, it's going to be very similar to what's been approved for the the projects, the biosolids project so that it holds together with the campus as a whole. Um, we are going to be working well, I think, uh, there there's some areas of uh, the mechanical courtyard, for example. Um, we're still not exactly sure what's going to occur there or if it's going to need vehicular access. Um, but we're going to uh, get to that. Um, soon. We go to the next slide,
13: you can click the there you go. Okay.
21: Oh, great. So, uh, just some sections uh, through the street. Um, this one's uh, a little more evocative where uh, the front entry would be. And again, where where more people are going to be. Um, we, the shared street itself is, um, pretty wide, uh, 23 feet wide. So it could be parking. Uh, it could also be, um, uh, for access. This is again, it, it's we're effectively treating it a lot like a street, uh, in that we do our, around town. Um, these pathways 1 of the another concept I wanted to just bring out is we're trying to separate um, pedestrians from vehiculars always with the planting area. Or, um, again, you see it over here. So. Those areas are either going to be planted um, with trees and and low ground cover, or uh, what we effectively call a furnishing zone. It might be unit pavers or some kind of accent uh, paving just to make it a little bit more friendly. And again, um, the big uh, driveway and and lay down areas for this um, functional um, campus. Uh, perspective, um, again, this is that, um, what we're calling the furnishing zone or, or, uh, separating or planting area separating um, pedestrians from vehicular and then in terms of planting, um. As we, as we define the design, we're going to uh, define the pallet. And I'm, um, I'm sure it's going to be low maintenance, low water. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to fit in what planting we can and, uh, see where it goes. And, um, thank you very much.
1: Thank you Uh, commissioners. This is a conceptual review, so we're not voting on it, but they're looking
0: for our feedback to help guide them in moving into the next step. Any comments,
10: so we're back again. (laughs) We love seeing you guys. (laughs) Um, I, you haven't I know it's. I assume you're going to try to do proportions and materials and stuff similar to the other admin type of buildings that you had shown us prior that are not being built anymore.
19: Correct. Yeah, because that palette is what's being used at the biosolids project.
10: Okay. Um, and at this point, we really haven't seen. I mean, it's concept, but we haven't. I'm curious what what you're thinking of. I, I have. It, I'm not really clear what you're thinking of in the in the common areas. Uh, what you're trying I conceptually, what you're saying is fine, but I don't see any. Uh, any drawings about it, right?
19: Yeah, we're not there from a design perspective.
10: Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to let the architects talk about that. part.
9: Hello, um, Commissioner Carney here. Um. It's such a a bleak area and (laughs) to say the least. And so I'm glad that you have abandoned your 1st scheme and you're moving it out to the corner. Because the neighborhood can use that, especially that 2 story structure on that corner. And you say, you're relating to the massing of the buildings across the street, et cetera. Um, Don't bother. (laughs) I I think you can set the new standard. Those other buildings seem so temporary. But having that um, that shorter corner 2 stories high could really help invigorate that whole area, which is full of, you know, people living in RVs and um, it's really a sad area and the telephone poles and then the smell of the whole area. So, I think what you're doing is by moving it to the corner could help reinvigorate that neighborhood and the materials, the 1st 2 buildings. I wasn't part of that discussion, but it. And the tiny little renderings, it it looks really nice. It's uh, definitely a a step up. Um, But creating something softer along that edge as it faces the community could really help because it's residential just a block or 2 up up that street. And all of those people living there will pass pass along that area. Um, In your bubble diagram, there was a conflict between your bubble section and your bubble floor plan. The um, when you're on that corner, it seems that it's nice to have the whole two story expression like you see on the section. But in the plan, you can't really do that because you have storage there. So I think that if you have that opened up, unless I'm reading it wrong, but. Uh,
13: This is one large room. Oh, it is. Okay. So it's more like open storage.
9: Okay. Uh, so, so you could wrap, wrap wrap the corner and make it more of a, a glassy corner like you had in that smaller structure yes. that you showed. Okay. Yes. Good. And the, the campus dialogue, um, I like the, the con- concept of that, of, of tying it all together. Anyway, there's not a, a lot to react to since it's still in the bubble phase, but I think that planning wise, it'll
4: probably turn out better this way.
11: You guys are fantastic support. Um, a a general question, you know, uh. How do we make this project, which is a city project, uh, you know, give back. To the community, like, what is its responsibility? What is its? I mean, I mean, you have your, you have a certain amount of. Pardon me. Oh, oh, you have, there's a certain amount of program. Right that that is necessary and why you're building the building. Um, and it, and I guess what are your thoughts about how to enliven the street, and so that this project doesn't turn its back on the community, which has made it bleak, uh, along with the other kind of 1970s city college buildings and things like that down there. Um, I'm just curious about your thoughts.
13: That's a good question. Um, so I, I mean, I think in terms of the architecture, we're going to you know we have a zero lot line we have site security that's kind of mandated Mm -hmm. by the project yeah so in terms of the materiality and kind of the um fenestration along uh gerald and phelps uh we need to continue to study that to to create more of a, a welcoming um building but in terms of like Actual public coming onto the site that's.
11: No, I, I, it's just, it's a general question with, I think with all with, you know, we saw it in the treasure island project mm-hmm. that we were just looking at is that these are uh, buildings for the community. Um, and they should, you know, hopefully enrich the community uh, that they're in and how uh, can, you know, but at the same time, there's security issues so, you know, I'm I get, you know, all the. You know, and I mean, the street that you created is lovely. You just kind of want to put the street like on the other side. Of the <laughs> so I, I guess the question, is, you know, cause I know you guys are thoughtful architects, and I know Greta is sitting right there and she's super thoughtful and you probably have had conversations about this. Uh, so I, it's just a, it's just a, I think it's a really important fundamental question for, uh, you know, designers who are, you know, uh, you know. Spending the tax dollars, you know, in, in putting these things in in our, you know, sometimes our most delicate, vulnerable communities where there's social communities or environmental communities like, uh, you know, like treasure Island. So just if you if can yeah.
10: interject here. just, um, this, this whole project started it, the concept of. This whole bio plant being done. It started like 10 years ago and at that point. I remember Shelby going out with you to look at what now is the Southeast Community Center as a site that you had that was part of the exchange that we did Uh at that point. And I think Greta will back Uh me up on this as well. Uh So, in terms of giving back to the community, that was a huge thing that was done.
11: Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that there has, I mean, I'm just, it's a, no, just, I, just, a I just wanted you to yeah. have that yeah. background. Yeah. Of not being uh, aware of that. And I understand the
10: other points you're making. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wanted you to have the background and the history of what's um, going on as well. Well, I,
19: these buildings also do face a public street uh-huh. and that public street has, you don't see a pres- that's not part of our presentation because the improvements mm-hmm. uh, for all of Gerald are part of the biosolids project. Mm-hmm. So there will be the street improvements. So this thing that you're seeing mm-hmm. in the back with the tree tree lined mm-hmm. ways yeah. will be on the other side. Okay. But that's part of the biosolids project. They're doing the street improvements for all of Gerald. Okay. Okay. It, and it, there is a future uh-huh. uh, wetlands that is oh, planned for okay. the um South Campus. Uh-huh. So that will be a major outdoor green space that will demonstrate uh-huh. um the retention of stormwater and et cetera that will be part of the corner of the south campus the problem on the north campus is that it's all plant facilities and it's super overcrowded and so we're kind of stretched out to maximize yeah, you yeah. Know, getting facilities to operate the
11: plant yeah yeah and and I, again it's I appreciate that I wasn't trying to it, it I'm, it's not like a mitigation thing it's more of like how do we create a consistent urban fabric that to, you know, like starts to uh, migrate and uh, Interfaces you know, with interface the with the community and the smaller scale of the residential. I mean,
19: and part of the idea of coming up to the street and bringing the buildings up to the street is to be a part of the urban fabric instead of what's been done traditionally of setting it back 10 feet and having mm-hmm. a big fence. And, you know, so it, it actually integrates it more, I think, in the neighborhood to take that design approach. Cool. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
13: And also just showing kind of the material palette that was a,
19: mm-hmm.
13: you know uh, this warmth terracotta and glazing and
11: mm-hmm.
13: uh, zinc panels so this is the material palette that was shown before and it, it, uh, building 600 is under construction right now kind of showing that mm-hmm. kind of scale you know it's you know it's a pedestrian scale it's warmth colors um, so we're definitely trying to respond to that
11: okay yeah, and I, I didn't ask it um, to
13: pose like a defensive
11: conversation. It was more of a like, as we go forward. You know, I don't know what are we doing? Why are we here? Right?
4: Yeah. Thanks.
1: Hey, I'm just, I'm glad that you will be continuing the
0: campus language, which is fenestration materials, uh, both building materials and also green materials vegetation. And those things carry through, I think, really nicely in the neighborhood. You've been doing a good job on that already. Um, So, just to make sure that that's going to be carried forward would be my only comment. Um, I loved your shared street idea. I think that's so fun within. Usually you see that as a public Mm -hmm. space, but within. You know, the campus itself for employees as well as the functions, I think is brilliant. One thing that occurs to me, maybe just because I have heavy equipment working outside my house right now, and they have just whacked my beautiful tilly the trees. And so it occurred to me you've got a lot of treeness in there in a place where there's going to be big trucks. So I just wanted to know if you might. Maybe if you put big trees might be good, but 1 line of trees on 1 side, I, I don't know. It's something to study sure. just so you can really get a lot of, of tree in there in a, in a narrow space. Mm-hmm. I don't know it's that's your problem, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's going to be a good 1. I just think that's a great idea. So, other than that, I don't have any other comments. So I don't know if, if that's if there's any more comments.
2: Okay, thank you. I'm glad to see this. It's going to be great. Is there any public comment? Uh, we'll be taking in person public comment first. So, for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium. Uh, now for those joining remotely, please raise your hand. If you're listening via Webex, if you're calling by phone, press star 3 to be placed in the public comment queue instructions are currently on screen and we are on item 6. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30 second audible warning before your time concludes. Then you'll be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you'd like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of comments to be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to paris.coats at sfgov.org. I'm seeking in-person public commenters. Is there anyone who'd like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? Not seeing anyone uh, now for a virtual public comment. Is there anyone that would like to make a virtual public comment? Uh, looking for raised hands on Webex. Give it another moment. Um, not seeing any raised hands on Webex and public comment for this item is now closed.
1: Thank you.
13: Thank
1: you. We will now call item
0: number 7 forward. That's the dolphin club renovation. This is a small project review, meaning that it's only a single review, just small aspects of the project.
4: So presenters, could you come forward please?
1: Or a project that's beloved in our city, that building that's beloved
22: now for something completely different <laughs>
2: <laughs> and team you'll have uh 10 minutes and i'll give you a three minute warning
22: okay thank you uh good afternoon commissioners uh i'm mark thomas project architect for the planned renovations to the dolphin club and sitting with me is twan um my colleague who's been working with me on the project um can we go to slide two please um this aerial view uh, shows the location of the Dolphin Swim Club. Um, it's a swimming and rowing club that's also open to the general public and was established in 1877. And it's currently located here uh, at Aquatic Cove next to the Hyde Street Pier. Let's go to uh, slide three. Thanks. Uh, club member and uh, architect Adolph Lutkins designed a new two-story clubhouse in 1896, and it was located at the on at the foot of Van Ness Avenue uh, on Black Point Cove. And uh the building was moved to its current location at 502 Jefferson Street in 1937, where it remains today. So they picked this building up, drove it down the street, and parked it uh at the Hyde Street pier. Uh, OVER TIME, THE CLUB AND MEMBERSHIP HAS GROWN FROM 25 CHARTER MEMBERS TO OVER 2,000 MEMBERS TODAY. LET'S GO TO THE NEXT SLIDE. SO uh, THE the REASON WE'RE HERE TODAY, um, THE PURPOSE OF OUR PRESENTATION TODAY IS TO PROVIDE INFORMATION ABOUT RENOVATIONS, UPGRADES, AND ADDITION TO THE BUILDING USING LIKE KIND MATERIALS. OUR our GOAL IS uh, WHEN WE GET DONE, doing some of the remedial work that needs to be done, it's as if we haven't been there. Um, so th- those things include, or the projects include, uh, the weight room, the galley kitchen, some club offices, outdoor decks, and an access stair. Uh, let's go to the next slide, Okay. So these, uh, this next slide and the slide after will toggle back and forth between 2D and 3D views. This uh, is an existing uh, uh lay of the land for floors one two and three on uh the the blue area uh, up at the top can you point thanks to so this uh weight room gym and associated smaller blue cube next to it uh the kitchen galley are scheduled to be uh removed demolished and replaced uh in like kind the thing to note is the reason we're doing it is because these two pieces of the structure have little to no foundation so the the good news from the contractor is that there's no foundation to tear out and the bad news from the contractor is there's no foundation uh so uh that's what's happening on the the first floor on the second floor the little blue piece that sits just above the galley kitchen that's going to be replaced is a small office that is sandwiched in between the existing roof and the uh, kitchen below so that's going to be removed and we're going to expand it remodel it and add a meeting room to it and then on the top floor uh, there is an existing access stair that goes from an exterior deck up to a historic cupola that is used for access and maintenance we're going to remove that relocate it and put it back in a way that's code-compliant. Uh, let's go to slides. So now it'll make a little more sense. Uh, like an oxymoron. <laughs> 3D views. So starting from the left and working our way over, the existing weight room structure is the piece that I talked about that's scheduled to be removed and replaced. And then next to that is an existing uh, kitchen galley kitchen and just above it an existing second story office shed those two pieces will be removed and replaced and then moving a little further over is the uh this existing access stair that partially blocks an ingress and egress door from a club room out to the deck so we'll remove that and relocate it let's go to the next slide Twan floor plans. So um, you'll see blue areas that generally relate to the locations of the blue areas that I showed you on the existing plan. Starting on the first floor, we're going to rebuild the galley kitchen, put a foundation under it this time, and we're going to rebuild the weight room and uh, put a foundation under it. On the second floor, uh, we're going to add uh, some exterior uh, outdoor deck space with um, the the club's emphasis on utilizing more outdoor space because of COVID and all the lessons we've learned for that. This is an important programmatic element. Uh, Where Twan's cursor is now is another new outdoor space and the new staircase that I talked about that in a code-conforming way goes up to uh, the historic cupola. Just below that is the expanded office space with some meeting rooms. Then finally on top on the third floor, that new staircase and uh, um, some remodeling and repair work to an existing rotted uh, gangway that gets you from the staircase to the cupola. And a 3D drawing that explains everything I just talked about in plan view. Starting from the left, uh the new weight room that's built in its existing location with a new foundation Uh, it's also about 18 inches taller because of sea level rise we're we're uh locating the new floor structure uh up above uh what bcdc is recommending to us just above that is a new uh exterior deck and Behind that is a new uh, access stair to the cupola, and beside that is the new expanded uh, office and meeting room area, and then to the right of that is the new uh, uh, remodeled and uh, sorry, Tuan, go back to the kitchen. Got it. New remodeled and rebuilt kitchen in the same place, and then finally over to the far right is that new deck that's off uh, a west fa what northwest club room let's go to the next slide so in in terms of uh an overview uh the our our project reviews with the planning department sequa clearance uh parks and Recs, and uh, uh uh bcdc were approved in july of this year and we're here with you today to uh hopefully receive your approval to move forward and uh in terms of next steps we're thinking that uh it'll take the rest of this year to talk to general contractors to get uh, a contract in place and award the bid and then start construction hopefully in spring of 2024. um that concludes my presentation if you've got Questions or comments. I, I'm also here with Diane Walton, the president of. The okay, thank you
0: commissioners comments.
8: Yeah, I have a quick yes. question. Um. I didn't see, um, historic preservation on there. Is that part of your review or in their purview? Because yeah, sorry.
22: See yeah. clearance. I should have clarified that that is, um, historic preservation. So, um. both planning and uh historic have reviewed this
1: okay great great.
8: yeah and and so for also um which from the exterior standpoint is going to kind of trump all other considerations or comments um and then my second uh question was um is there an arts component to this remodel or because it's
1: all interior there is not correct
22: there is not an arts component to this
4: Other comments, commissioners, anything
9: I, I really appreciate the, um, <clears throat> the small little drawings. If you could go back to the 1st image, all the old photographs.
22: Oh, right.
4: historic.
9: And the 1 thing that I noticed as it progressed around is the turret in the original building is slowly being, um, hidden away until and your current scheme or your proposed scheme takes it one step further and i suppose it doesn't matter because the public from most of the square doesn't really notice it but when you're on the ships you know when you're coming in from the aquatic park you're looking at it and i guess it's just sort of an observation it's kind of sad to see that that turret um eaten up by the rest of the building but by abby but otherwise um I understand all the programmatic needs. You did it and why you did it and the structural needs. So I don't really have an issue. I just. I know that little cupola doesn't mean much. You said it's used for storage. What's left of the turret, but maybe you could pop it up even higher.
22: (laughs) Uh, it's uh, the, the turret is still intact and, uh. We're hoping to preserve access to it and, uh, keep it properly lit so that it can be, um seen by everybody and remain a feature but yeah certain things that we uh have been asked to do have have um uh uh, taken away a little bit of its individuality one of the things that we're trying to do on the inside that these slides don't show is express the shape of that turret all the way down into uh the interior of the building and maybe you can quickly point out yes, yeah. on the second floor and then uh down on the first floor yeah. as well uh there are there's a new uh gathering space planned between the boathouse and the um uh galley kitchen yeah. that uh will have a uh, uh, seated bar area that will reinforce the octagonal shape of that
4: cupola
11: okay yeah that's a that's a really good point uh I had uh, if you could go back to the uh oh I'm sorry I, did you did I interrupt you Patrick oh, no no uh yeah uh just a quick question and I'm sure there's a zillion reasons why you can't do this but you know just in terms of the the roof of the uh weight room is it is there any way I was like exiting I know there's probably lots of problems is there any way that that could be minimized or the material be something that's or forgiving I mean I know it's just a rendering but
22: yes um uh, you mean on the the flat portion yeah yeah is it
11: possible to
22: uh utilize that we had lengthy discussions okay. with our next door neighbors oh okay right. South End Rowing Club okay and it was determined uh no living roofs nothing on the roof a uh very uh clean handsome uh built up Roofing system clean handsome. Yes. okay uh yeah w- would be something to their liking
11: okay okay so, so everything's love to have you over someday <laughs> <laughs> perfect does <Isn't> that me?
9: <laughs> so they wouldn't let you extend the new roof deck out further but they didn't want to see people out
22: there right it, it, originally we had discussed um larger uh common areas um even shared areas with, uh, the South end rowing club, and they weren't in favor of that. So
4: okay.
22: th- this is the resultant of there okay. been a few going back and forths with them.
11: Terrific. Gotcha.
2: Any other comments? Is there any public comment? we will be taking in person public comment first uh, for those joining in person, please proceed to the public comment podium. Uh, For those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you are listening via Webex. If you are calling by phone, press star 3 to be placed in the public comment queue. Uh, Instructions are on the screen and we are on item number 7. As a reminder, your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30-second audible warning before your time concludes. You will be muted once your time is up. You may stay on the line if you would like to speak on other items. Anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less, paris.coats.sfgov.org. I'm seeking in-person public commenters. Is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? Not seeing anyone um, now for virtual public comment. Uh, is there anyone who would like to make a public comment on the current agenda item? Looking for raised hands, seeing any raised hands, um, so public comment for this item is now closed. Okay, thank you.
1: Um, do I have a motion to approve the dolphin club renovation, small project.
0: Have a second summer, Perfect. Seconded. thank you all in favor say aye aye aye. aye. Any opposed say nay Hearing none motion passes unanimous.
18: Thank you all so much for your time. Thank you
11: for doing the good work.
0: Okay, good work. Uh, commissioners, we are now moving to item number. Two, which is, I know oh, staff report will be given by our new temporary. I think perhaps liaison a list of entry. So.
23: Good afternoon, Chair, Stryker, and Commissioners. Um, I'm trying to channel our former Deputy Director, Joanne Lee, so hopefully I will do her some justice, but a very quick update for you all. Um, as you may have heard and or read, there is an upcoming UN Plaza Activation Project from Reckon Park. Rec and Park. Uh, before jo- Joanne left, she and I in Paris met with a staff person at Reckon Park. To discuss the temporary project, and we determined that per resolution of arts commission projects or structures placed on public property with duration of up to 2 years are not subject to civic design review. Um, This does not refer to the placement of artworks on public property, but I just wanted to make a note for you all that it's not going to be coming to uh, CDR and just so it's on the record that we quickly discussed it. Um, (laughs) Thank
4: you for that and I have no other items for you.
0: Okay, thank you. Um,
1: Any discussion about this topic? I appreciate the feedback on that because I wanted to know about that particular project myself. Is there any public comment?
4: We have no in-person
23: members of the public, so there's no in-person public comment.
2: For those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via Webex, if you're calling by phone, press start 3 to be placed on the queue. Your time will start when you begin speaking. You will see a visual timer on the screen. Then you'll be muted. Once your time is up, you may stay in the line. If you would like to speak on other items, anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments to be included in the minutes. If it is 150 words or less looking for virtual public comment. Looking for raised hands on WebEx. Not seeing any uh, public comment for this item is now closed. Thank you. Then let's move to uh,
0: new business and announcements. Item number nine. Is there any new business or announcements from um, commissioners or
2: staff?
1: Okay. Is there any public comment on the
0: fact that we don't have any new business? <laughs>
2: For those joining remotely, please raise your hand if you're listening via Webex. If you're calling by phone, press star three to be placed in the queue. Instructions are on screen and we are currently on item nine. Uh, Your time will start when you begin speaking. Uh, You will see a visual timer on the screen and receive a 30 second audible warning, then you'll be muted. You may say in the, uh, well, this is the last item. So anyone who speaks during a public comment period at today's meeting can send a summary of the comments. To be included in the minutes if it is 150 words or less to paris.coatssfgov.org looking for virtual public commenters looking for raised hands on webex not seeing any um public comment for this item is now closed
0: okay that leads to item number 10 which is meeting adjournment
4: thanks everyone
10: Thank thank you